0: Hello and welcome to the We Recommend Podcast, a movie podcast where every week we recommend a movie for you to watch and then come back here and listen to us discuss. I'm Jesse. Uh, I'm Jason. I'm Dakota. I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer because this week we recommend Dune Part 1.
1: Son is like, when I told him to turn on Dune, he goes, Is that D O O N? Yes. Dune. No,
0: that's <laughs> Dune. Dune. So, do you guys like the movie? Fucking yes. awesome. Movie. Love yeah, this movie. Great.
2: Probably one of those movies that, like, every time I watch it, what movie would you take to a stranded island? Like, this might be one of them. Yeah. It's long
1: enough that you will be dead at the end of it.
2: <laughs> I love this movie so much.
1: It's awesome. And we talked about reading the book earlier. Like when I was a a teenager, my parents gave me a box of books they had in college and one was Dune. um, But there was another one called Nirvana, which Nirvana was big then, but it was really just literature porn. And I just (laughs) ended up reading that instead.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I know. Well, I read it before the movie came out. I was trying to I wanted to hurry up and read it. So I bought it like a year and a half before it came out. Took me a year to get through a little over <laughs> half of it. And then I was like, screw it, I'm going to audible. <laughs> it's so hard to know what the how these names are supposed to be pronounced. That's what I have. So I, I, was like, uh, I, had, I was like, I'm ready to go to the audiobook because I just feel like I'm getting everything wrong. That's uh, I wasn't, though. I mean, I got a lot of it right. I mean, Atreides, uh-huh. Harkonnen, t- you know.
2: You should try and read a Warhammer book. Shai-Haloud. Those oh, names God. always throw me off. That's why I just do audible with them now. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure, I feel like Warhammer can be inspired by this a lot. It is, actually. This is like Shakespeare is. in
2: sci-fi. I mean, yeah, oh.
0: essentially Star Wars. I mean, everything's a little bit based off this. Oh,
2: mm. yeah, because it was, uh, they took uh
0: a... Essentially, if there's a white savior anywhere, <laughs> <laughs> it comes from this. So What was mm. uh,
2: their main thing that, because I don't know if you noticed in the movie, they don't have like robots or AI or anything because
0: they. They don't have guns. They got that well, flying they have, yo-yo. They have one that gun. Yeah. That on around that what like the, the was
1: the spark one eight once <laughs> from halo the, the big ball uh, three four three <laughs> guilty spark yes that's what, that I yeah three, that. four, three,
2: guilty spark well i was talking about how they don't use ai because uh i don't know if they take the same backstory as warhammer did because it's strongly based off of uh warhammer strongly based off of dune that at least in warhammer there was an uprising of the ai and it nearly destroyed mankind and then other stuff happened, and they like banished all AI because it's like, no, it will uh, destroy us. So that's why they don't have AI in it. Oh, gotcha. And the whole, like, when they say Imperium and Emperor, that is literally what's in Warhammer. And I've been listening to the Warhammer books, like, that's all I've listened to for the last three months. So I'm sitting here watching it like, I just want this director to direct a Warhammer movie. Get with Catville <laughs> and just make my day.
0: Denny Villeneuve. Have y'all seen any of his other stuff? What is his other stuff? Uh, Blade Runner 2049. That's this guy. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sicario. Arrival. Prisoners.
2: I haven't seen the last two. I haven't seen Arrival Prisoners, but I saw like... Did you see uh uh-uh, I've been meaning to watch that.
0: Bro, I, just, I have all of them. I just need to leave. i
2: got like four of your movies I didn't get to watch. H- How about you, Jason? Have nope. you seen any of these? Never stuff? heard of them.
0: Well, he's Except always... He's like... So he was a huge fan of Dune. And I feel like in his other... Films you can also kind of get that vibe of Dune in it, especially with Blade Runner. But I mean, Definitely I already feel like Blade, Blade Runner is a little bit inspired by Dune, anyways. I think oh, Dune is yeah.
2: inspired just a lot of sci-fi stuff. Yeah, just kind of everything. How long was the audiobook
0: uh Long? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs>
1: like thirty hours.
2: <laughs> I mean, I,
0: it was at least between twenty and thirty. Yes. You know, oh My God, I believe. I only listen when I'm driving. So. But it was cool because it took me a month. It's kind of like a play at the same time or it reads a lot but then it goes to like when there's conversations it's back and forth between voice actors which is really cool
2: jason have you seen any scenes from the original dune movie yes (laughs) i've watched i watched that one i haven't seen it fully but like it's yucky i just remember the shield scene (laughs) there was someone who took like the scene like um where they're training in the newer one and you know they put their shields on. Yeah. He edited it to where it was the shields from the original Doom <laughs> and it was very funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, that shield. It's so wild.
2: It's a really cool concept. I love it.
0: Yeah. Except it's just like like the shield seemed to be perfect for uh like if you're being shot at. But they all do hand-to-hand combat. Which well, that's is the point.
2: On. They're the big army. They know how to fight, and having those shields are...
0: That's true. It, I guess it would been cool if they just kind of threw in someone that didn't know how to fight, and it was just like... But it was all but armies. also had shields, and they are just like easily getting stabbed. <laughs> nah, you're getting all warriors here. So, let's get into the cast. So, it's directed by Denis Villeneuve. Denis Villeneuve. I always like end up saying Denis Villeneuve, but it's like, oh, he's French. I gotta chill with that. <laughs>
1: Where do you think I got this oh, outrageous you <laughs> accent? <laughs> You're
0: still the king. <laughs> so you have Timothy Chalamet, Paula Tra- He plays Paul Atreides. Rebecca Ferguson plays Lady Jessica, and she's in the new Mission Impossible movies. That's oh, i
2: uh, sitting here like, what else have I seen you in recently? You got
0: MJ herself Zendaya playing Cheney, Oscar Isaac that plays Duke Leto Atreides, Jason Momoa Duncan Idaho. The silliest oh, name yeah. in the biz.
2: This it fits Jason Momoa, though. You got Stellan Skarsgard,
0: Baron Vladimir Harkonnen.
2: I always forget him, like I know this actor, but I forget it every single time. Yeah,
0: and the podcast, How Did This Get Made? They covered a movie where he's in it, and uh, they ex- they kept accidentally calling him Bill uh, S- Stellar Skateboard. Nice, <laughs> and all their fans went on his wiki and kept changing it to <laughs> <Stellan> S- <laughs> Stellar Skateboard. Oh, <laughs> And they had to, like, block the account from being edited. <laughs> Curse, card. So you also have Stephen McKinley Henderson, who plays Thurfer Thir- Th- uh, Hawat <laughs> what? Hey what? Mm-hmm. Ah, I totally had that. I practiced that earlier and you just completely dropped practice it. practice and you still drop it. Josh Berlin, <laughs> Gurney Halleck, Javier Bardem Stilgar, Sharon Duncan Brewster, Dr. Elite Kinds, Dr. Chang is Dr. Yu. Dave Batista is Raven Harkonnen. And that's about it. Well, then you got Charlotte Rambling, who is great in this. Plays Reverend Mother Mohiam. That's like the big shadow mother. Or it's whatever. the Ben Gesserit. Yeah, that scene rules.
2: Whenever <laughs> they come scene, out of that. A lot of the scenes.
0: When rule. they come out of that ship and the music pops and the oh. visuals, is beautiful. <laughs> I actually have that as a note. Like, this music. In IMAX, the movie, it slapped. So, Arrakis, it's supposed to be like one of the sci-fi's like harshest planet um but it wasn't brought to life through green screens and magic of cgi instead Villeneuve took his cast to the sprawling deserts of jordan where they toiled for months at a time under the blazing sun creating a movie and experience they'll never forget while speaking with stephen colbert the cast explained how harsh the conditions described as mother nature engulfing you The the shoot that made them become a tight-knit unit forged by grueling days spent in some of the most inhospitable terrains in the world. According to Chalamet, shooting days could reach up to 120 degrees. It's hard not to see how their struggles contributed to our authentic,
2: honest performances. Did you hear that? No green screen, you know, on set of something? That's why this movie is
0: gorgeous. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I wish it looked better on Netflix. I watched it on Netflix and I was like...
2: Oh, why did you not watch it on Max? It's better on Max.
0: Because... I don't know.
2: <laughs> Why did neither of us own it?
0: Did you not own it either? Mm-mm.
2: Oh, I thought you owned it. I watched it because like, I didn't get to see it in theaters because I didn't know if I was going to, I don't know if I didn't have time or whatever. And then I just eventually uh, watched it one night. She Girlfriend passed out, turned all the lights out, and I was just sitting here with my mouth open
0: like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is, this is the best thing I've seen in a long time. the Atreides, enter me.
2: Well, I think it's just, <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't want that little with it, man with boy there.
0: Your open mouth over there. Sheesh. Don't get excited. (laughs) I feel like
2: I always sit here and think when I see this movie, I was like, this is where movies should have been going the whole time. We should have been, because I feel like this is like, we've got the budget, we've got better cameras, we can get to places easier. We should be taking advantage of all these sets instead of doing CGI everything.
0: Yeah, for real. I wonder what the budget was of this.
1: Yeah, they had to get the entire like desert shipped in the Los Angeles.
0: (laughs) (laughs)
2: What do you mean? They just went out. Bring me that. (laughs) right next to Arizona. (laughs) I love this movie so much. I also love. I wonder how in the books they describe the ships because I'm like, it looks like dragonflies because they Mm -hmm. nailed it.
0: The ornithopters, coolest fucking ships. I
2: love it, man. You know, if you could make a ship do that, it would make sense for it to work because bugs get around like that, no problem.
0: Yeah. So if you want to compare like how good this movie looks versus how much. Uh, a horrible CGI movie looks. So this may be 165 million US dollars budget, looks great, right? Yes. Flash between 200 thousand or 200 million dollars and or 220 million dollars, and that thing looked like straight up doo doo diapers. <laughs> yeah, there was diapers in it. You remember the baby scene? Yeah, I'm sure. Have you seen it?
1: No.
2: Oh, I just you... imagine
1: Flash wearing a diaper. That'd be great. Um,
2: that opening scene, like, because we got there late. Only just a few minutes, and my girlfriend went into the concession stands to get something because I was like, I need to watch this. And I'm sitting here, and she come back, and it was the opening scene with the hospital, the baby scene had happened. She missed that. Like I said, this is this is already <laughs>
0: not going to be good. it's wild. <laughs> it's like it just, it just all looked terrible. Well, okay, this like
2: this The bug. Flash or Batman and Quantum Mania,
0: third one.
3: I don't know. I uh, literally
0: uh I guess Quantumania had more fun. Okay. Cause uh pa- Paul Rudd is more fun to watch.
2: Better cast I would say in
0: uh Mo Dog just have a little old butt. Boy he had little old cheeks
2: on that man. <laughs> it's hilarious. I know whenever I watch it finally with a girlfriend, she's like, Oh, babe, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> uh.
0: <laughs> So, uh, according to an interview with IndieWire, veteran actor Stellar Skateboard spent almost 30% of his time working on the movie in the makeup chair, about eight hours total a day. Good. I would Scar- love
2: to see behind-scenes footage. of just. I like watching when actors sit there, like the time-lapses. Yeah, like it's like they did how- with Batista
0: and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Skarsgård professed to, do not, to not do too much acting himself because most of his intimidating presence Comes from the power of his physicality in the suit he was fitted in as Baron Vladimir or
2: Conan. These names are great.
0: Uh, eight hours a day just sitting in a chair.
2: Just what chair. would you do? I always sit here and wonder when I see like time lapses, especially like I didn't know this in Breaking Bad. Um, Brian Cranston, mm-hmm. he, I don't know if it was eventually he stopped wanting to shave his head, but they put a ball cap and his little goatee was fake. I thought that was all real, Cranston. <laughs>
0: That would suck to
2: have to just look
0: like that for like eight years of your life.
2: (laughs) Like three seasons. He wasn't doing nothing else. Five seasons. He wasn't bald in the beginning. He didn't shave his head until like the
0: second, third
1: season. Until he started going to cancer treatments.
0: Oh. That was his first season. Shut up. Golly. (laughs) So costume designers Jacqueline West and Bob Morgan created more than 1,000 costumes for the movie, taking inspiration from Greek and Roman mythology and the dramatic tragedy that defines the source material. The steel suits, one of the most famous garments from the books and designed to preserve the wearer's moisture, had to be created based on a live cast of the actors. This worked out well considering the actors' movements technically activated the suit required them to be more form-fitting as possible.
2: Man, when I hear about like the designers who do something, because I loved the suits in this so much. And it's so funny you say they take the Roman mythology and stuff because there's literally in Warhammer is one group of them are basically cent- centered around that like uh, Roman stuff, one of the groups of them. Um, but like when I hear like when I really like the set design or like the costume design, it makes me want to like do what I guess normal people like. I want to see where these other people have gone to work because I want to see if they've got other cool suits in other movies.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean. Probably, I should I would wear this up.
1: suit if nothing else but to keep the sand out of my crotch crotch, and
2: yeah like for real
0: other God. places,
2: nobody seems to really wear goggles, <laughs> yeah, do you guys just like not like
0: get well, blinded the, the Freeman they're used to it, I guess, and the freemen, um, fremen. fremen, fremen, I know uh, <laughs> I'm gonna do that a lot,
2: um, one thing I did notice, I don't know if you saw anything on it, it was um the scene where like the palm trees, mm mm-hmm. yeah, the guy who was watering it. He was like, you shouldn't be out here, you know. Um, They're not worried about heat stroke and stuff. And if you look at the guy who's covered up, watering him, he's sweating bullets. But Paul isn't. I'm like, is there supposed to be, like, a little thing of, like, maybe? Because in this world, I assume they also alter genetics some to have perfect children. So I was like, is he, like, more suited for it? Is he wearing something? Because he's wearing all black and he's not breaking a sweat. And if they were on set that day and he's not sweating... That boy's broken. He's a vampire. I think he's
0: supposed to just have just walked out there, I guess. I don't know. I don't
2: know. I don't know if you know when it gets hot here, that the second you walk out, you immediately will start getting sweaty. I don't.
0: Yeah. I think that's just for like I us. don't sweat. I barely sweat. That's I don't big, sweat that that's much. because I guess I sweat just thinking about it. Yes, I know. I'll be... I s I sweat if I like start working and I guess this should be a good thing. Jason's, Jason's wearing outside.
2: shorts with a short sleeve. I'm wearing a short sleeve. I almost wore shorts, and Jesse's over here. In a hoodie. He's bundled. I saw a hoodie, but
0: there's no shirt on underneath. <laughs> Doesn't, oh no, really. You boy straight, naked under this hoodie. Who are you? You got to get some moisture. Yeah. <laughs> so a huge fan of the original books, Hans Zimmer, readily agreed to compose the music for the movie. Though the pandemic made it even a bigger challenge, according to Variety, forced out of his comfort zone, he ended up inventing new instruments and also developed his own language for the choral arrangements making the score sound like it incorporated music from another world. Nice. It was
2: very good because I love the music in
0: this. Dude, I mean, like, there's times, especially watching it IMAX, where it just, I got chills. I mean, I was just like,
2: oh, yes. the music. I had, Take uh, my moisture screen. <laughs> oh, what was it? Because uh, I watched it again last night, and I had my little, like, you know, my little sound system I have, mm-hmm. and just when those... <laughs> And I could feel it vibrating. It, like, oh my goodness, keep going.
1: <laughs> Do you think, whenever they're drinking the water, recycled water, like they can taste your own farts?
2: They can taste something because you saw where she, like, <laughs> they're in that tent and she takes a sip and she gives that face and he's like, it's sweat and recycled tears. Sweat and tears. Yeah. But then they, but they when, he sh- when
0: he says tears, they stare deeply <laughs> at each other, like, oh, we cried. You cried. just yelled at you, <laughs> mother. I think my favorite thing is whenever the. They're we're on the Harkonnen planet, Harkonnen planet, and they're getting ready to like send the troops out, and you just got that one guy's on like a platform. Wah, 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 yeah it's <laughs> so, so throw singing, tri- oh, yeah. tribal, so awesome. and
2: ceremonious, and I missed that the first time. I was like, oh, they're putting red paint on them, weird, and then I saw Scoop, in, and I was like, oh, it has blood. Then I looked up, and was like, oh my god, it's just a bunch of bodies hanging upside down.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it's essentially just a. I mean, I guess like the theme of the book is. The whole point of the Dune is we have to change our ways. No war. The land is everybody's land. Let's, uh, even though that's like all sci-fi and futuristic, it's still just, oh, I got bigger stick. This tribe has bigger stick. No, this tribe has bigger stick. Let's just kill each other. What? And it's like the whole point is like Paul's our savior. He's going to save us from this. He's going to be the leader of the... Universe, (laughs) I hope well because when you lead like with that kind of big
2: expectation, I kind of hope we see more of that. No offense to like Chalamet, like he did great in this. It's just I don't know if it's just because he kind of he just looks perpetually young. I just don't see him as like this intimidating leader later on. He
1: kind of looks like Frodo Baggins sometimes. Mm -hmm. Well,
0: (laughs) that is kind of the whole point of the book, the first half of the book, which this covers pretty much like everything up to the Fremen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, because, I mean, the end of this movie, he loses his innocence by killing someone. That's the whole point of the ending of that.
2: One of the scenes later on, but that will be near the end.
0: Okay. Let's go. I think it's time to get into it. I didn't put too many notes because I don't want this to be a three-hour long podcast. we got to (laughs) go.
2: Real quick. Because I'd have to break it into two parts. Like, the scene that they're putting the blood on him. just want to say it just can't help it's Warhammer just think of Dune (laughs) which by the way is clean version we know nothing about it so it's only (laughs) help. is just the way to look at it is if you just like take the Dune world but throw in gothic to it and you and you have uh, you have Warhammer because their ships
0: look like gothic cathedrals flying around hell yeah well as long as there's people in giant suits is there that Yes. Ah, uh, then I'm not interested. <laughs> There's also Space Hell. I'm just kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, cuz that inspired Event Horizon. Yeah, right. Everyone says that that is like if they said we're going to make this canon into Warhammer world, everyone's like, "Okay, perfectly makes sense." Cuz we know Paul W.S. Anderson is definitely a video game lover, right? I mean, since he does every single video game adaption. What movie? Monster Hunter, Resident Evil's
2: he did something else, and I watched a movie with a girlfriend, and th- his name came up after we watched it. I was like, oh, that explain Oh, I think he did Alien versus Predator. Did he? Someone I, I saw the name, and I was like, I think that's the guy who directed the Resident Evil movies. Like that explains a lot.
1: <laughs> Those movies are so video gamey. it's it kind of detriment.
2: I like them. They're not <laughs> like I went back and watched A V P, and I was like, mm, not as good as I remember it from the kid, <laughs> it's but still, that's still fun. It's still yeah. fun.
0: And it's still fun.
2: I would much rather watch it. It than is the Paul Predator.
0: W. That makes so much See? sense now. See? Yeah. Why it's so bad. <laughs> it's it's a. I mean, I like the Resident Evil movies, but not because they're good. Exactly. <laughs> it's the same thing for that. The there's first there's one I thought was pretty good. Did, I did you can, ever watch Requiem? No. You, it's dark, but I still
2: think I, I need to rewatch that are one. Are you talking as well.
0: about Resident Evil or Alien vs. Predator? What are you talking about? What are you? Talking what about? are we all talking about? What are we here? all talking about? I think well, we were, we're talking tra- about the director. You know what yes. we're talking about?
1: You said I'll, I've seen the first Resident Evil. Oh, okay.
2: yeah. You haven't seen the others? No. Second not one's really. not bad, and then after that, it gets way bonkers.
0: No, the third one's great. Yeah, eh. I've seen those. Third one's my favorite. But anyways, <laughs> we're talking about Dune, a good movie by a good director, Yay. But actually one of my favorite directors. If y'all need to watch Arrival. No, I've never seen it. I know the twist and everything. It just doesn't matter. It's still just a great movie.
2: I don't know. Like, it was, it could be like one of those, like, where I I had heard how Gone Girl was, and I never watched it because I knew the twist or like parts of it. And then when I fully watched it, I was like, oh, this is just a really good movie. So maybe I should
0: just give it a chance. Okay. (laughs) So the film starts. We get a message. Dreams are messages. And I'm sure there's no dreams in this movie. We start with Zio from Channy. She talks about Arrakis and Spice. At night, they mine the Spice. They are cruel to the native. We learn that there's the people that mine the Spice, so they're cruel to the native people. They're called the Harkonnen. Uh, they control the Spice production and now control everything. We see the Harkonnen being attacked by the Fremen. We learn due to Imperial decree that they are ordered to le- leave. They are ordered to left. <laughs> We are with Paul Atreides, who's having a vision of Cheney. It's year uh, 10191 on planet Kaladin, homeworld of House Atreides, which Kaladin is kind of like uh, it's on Ireland. Yes. I feel like it's okay, Ireland That's good. That's good. That's oh, good. the that... edges of Ireland or, yes. Ireland or something. No, like, yeah, I love
1: that the, the most techniclo- technologically advanced and powerful people are like the Scots. Our... Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we just live on this mountain next to an ocean. Do, um... It's is raining. this
2: the world of like cuz since I don't know how much you remember I was like is this how it works cuz again I'm, I'm going to bring it up again in Warhammer the whole series is like the like the whole humanity race is basically just war and fighting and their whole society is built around that it felt like this is how they are in Dune. Like, is the whole like just society built around war because it's a big family and they have power, or is it just kind of like this is just like the military side of it? The
0: entire universe runs on spice. Okay, so ever how you can get it essentially. So, so that's why the Harkonnen are so powerful and rich. I guess they've
1: been running Arrakis. Yeah, or had
0: essentially of Arrakis. spice. Um, and so I guess not because um, I think the point of the house of Atreides. They're, uh, they like he, he, Duke Leto is gaining so much respect through all the great houses because how good of a leader he is and mm-hmm. he's awesome and how, you know, chill he is and, yeah, the dope Emperor and is understanding of Yeah. So he's gaining so much popularity. And I think it's been due to peace and stuff like that because his whole thing is he wants to go there and, like, we're all going to have peace. Um, Yippee. Do they really,
2: like, that was one of my little complaints is, like, I like the family, but I feel like we didn't get enough to see more of, like, what they are. I wanted a little bit more on the family and how, like, like that world of them works because he was like, we're a military family. So you're kind of just left to assume I wish we did have a little bit more time to understand because it's like, you just know that they're good. But I would have liked to seen more of it. I know we just couldn't. I wish we did uh, have more. Yeah, you have to I mean, pretty book. much
0: this was pretty much it from the book i mean you 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 see a lot from the
1: duke like he's Mm -hmm. just this noble as fuck guy like great leader and everything so he kind of
2: let me uh look at my final note here that my (laughs) girlfriend kept giving me crap for and i think we talked about this before i just thought about it because the scene where he's naked and i was like oscar isaac hot or not (laughs) huh? hot yeah okay she (laughs) says no Oscar Isaac? Yeah, she says, he's he's like, he's okay, he's just not, no, because I, I was like, well, in Drive, he is younger here, because that's what we were watching him in, and she said that last time, and I was like, in this one, he's got just an amazing beard, and he's just a It's just his haircut
0: in Drive, that's the only thing. Well, he has no,
2: he's short, but yeah. she still says, like, yeah, we had this discussion before, I just, he's okay, but he's not, like, attractive, I'm like, well, Make get Make her out.
0: re-watch, uh, Force Awakens, it's like, peak. I don't know, I don't
1: know, maybe not Trying to hurt your feelings,
2: no, she can. I'm the one who said it as much as I thirst over Cavill, she can thirst over Oscar Isaac because we can do it together. Yes, a couple that thirsts together stays together.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm so thirsty (laughs) to talk about this movie. So, uh, we're now with Paul and Lady Jessica, that's uh, Paul's mother. They are talking about him getting ready for a ceremony. Um, then Jessica wants Paul to use the voice to make her give him give her water. At first, he doesn't want to do it because he's very resistant to everything, essentially.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you get the... the glass. Hell, yeah. <laughs> which is awesome, which it essentially made her move the glass without even thinking, but he only did it, like, halfway, and she's like, mm, you almost did it. I <laughs> love that
2: scene. Just the like, It's so, like, easy. You know that they just edit it, but mm-hmm. it's so good. And... I really like
0: Shalimar so in that moment. So deep and thundering.
2: Yeah, like his moment, like when he's getting ready to use it, you could see him like flexing, like he's trying to get his vocals ready. It's like that's very good because it, because later in the movie, you know, she mentions your pitch wasn't right. And it's like he's really good at like remembering that he needs to. I don't know, just flexing his neck because he's so skinny. Like, mm. yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so Lady Jessica, she knows about old Paul's dreams that he's been having. He tells her he isn't having them though he's like, no, I haven't had any in a while. Only every second of the day. <laughs> we see Paul learning about Arrakis. We learn about the high temperature and treacherous weather events. The Fremen have, adop- have adapted. They live on the outskirts of Arrakis and share the desert with the sandworms. Uh, Paul is having a vision now of the Fremen. We learn that due to the spice, the Fremen all have blue eyes, which rules. They are dangerous and unreliable, though. Fremen attacks make spice harv- harvesting very difficult to the fremen spice is sacred is a sacred hallucinogen hallucinogen <laughs> that preserves life and enormous health benefits
1: Oh yeah, they're just constantly tripping balls. Yeah.
0: Is that why everyone in the universe
2: wants it? Is because of the health benefits? Cuz I never No, I,
0: it's a uh, it makes a uh, interstellar trial, travel yeah, possible. I, did I just skip over that? I, I did that. that's
2: always was like what do they I missed it was it that they mentioned in the movie? This is that what they use it's it the for? The opening voiceover. So oh, that, I it's see.
0: like the very yeah. That's the problem with the opening voiceovers. Mm. It's like I miss
2: like because like what do they use this stuff for?
0: Especially <laughs> tripping since, balls. I like, mean that makes sense, but the visuals are so good that it's like oh man, you just kind of forget to listen a little bit, <laughs> and then whenever she says that part of intergalactic uh, space travel, it's just like a gorgeous shot of a spaceship, and it's like. Oh, wow. So the spaceship goes
2: fast. That they use. Because I put noted this down. It's, like, it's funny how these ships look like the worms. A little yeah, everything
1: bit. looks fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. That's what you're nuts. supposed to do
2: when you have a sci fi movie. Go nuts with your stuff. Everything
0: phallic shaped and holy. Holier than now, you know. Because like all the uh, the little outs, I guess, wherever they go through to go to shoot through space, you know, the giant rings out there. I'm like, another a sexual organ um, being I represented mean, in What this. else are you supposed to do? <laughs> well, Everything looks like butts and boobs. Right. <laughs> so for the Imperium, spice is used by the navigators of Spacing Guild, the Space Guild to find safe paths between the stars. Without the spice, interstellar travel is impossible, making spice the most valuable source in the universe. We see Paul watching a giant ship landing. It's just like some of the most gorgeous freaking crap. <laughs> Um, a group of people walk out in silly spacesuits. Next to Paul is <laughs> silly, Lady Jessica.
3: Silly. Silly.
0: Trades the father. Gurney Halleck, who's like their, um, he's essentially a bard slash um, lieutenant, kind of. Who? Which one? Gurney. So in the book, he sings a lot more and um, like more poetry, as you kind of see in this. They kind of cut out a little bit which of Which one songs. was he?
2: Was he the one who like, like how he's much was it? Brolin. Oh okay. Oh, that's right. I was thinking of the other guy who, like, how much is this going to cost? And his eyes rolls back in his head, and he's like, "Oh no, blah, that's
0: blah, 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 hey, blah. that's Hawat hey, Hawat how Hawat." God mm-hmm. dang it. So I to bring it, up. it! Say
2: that name for me. Fuck.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah. So, Duke Leto tells Gurney to smile and pretend he's excited to see the people from the ship. Just has like a snarky comment. <laughs> hey, what Hawat gives Let Leto the approximate amount it cost him just to visit for this formality does this weird eye thing, which is dope. But so essentially they just, they spend, I don't know, billions of dollars just to fly down. To be like, hey, you want a ruckus? Yeah? what well, it was an okay. imperial
2: decree. Yeah. I still, uh, just every time I think about a scene for this movie. I don't think there's a scene in it where I'm like, this is just not that good a scene. Everything in it. Set design. Just
0: mm, so good. I really only have one one issue with this movie and we'll get there. <laughs> They are on the the people that landed there. There on the behalf of the emperor, they're giving a house of they're giving House of Atreides control of Arrakis and to serve as its steward. Duke Lido accepts the job to bring peace to Arrakis. They seal the documents. We also see the sister of the Ben, Jesuits, and the fate of Duke Lido is sealed. That's a good little.
1: Uh... He has got the rings the seal with the wax. He's... Yeah, it's so it's, funny
0: because got... like he was wearing gloves the whole
2: time. And he takes his glove, he sells has that ring, he's like, that ain't working for you, man. <laughs> you know how big that ring is? You can't wear gloves comfortably with that.
0: <laughs> so something in the movie that they kind of do, but I feel like the book is just, when this happens, the Duke knows he's dead. He knows he's oh, being set up. Okay. Oh. he kn- Completely in the book, he's like, oh, great. We have to do this because you can't say no, though. Well,
2: well, he does. He know he's set it for failure, or does he know he's like this is going to be a hard
0: thing? He's trying to like weaken me a little bit. No, they know that it's like okay, this is essentially this. Essentially, we're just being shot out here to die. (laughs) Essentially, you can't Um, say
2: no, or you get swarmed. Yeah, pretty much. Because then it'll be like they're going to
0: come get you either way, and they'll just have like a better reason to be like. The reason we're departing with the House of Atreides is because of this. Now he's all y'all's enemies, like all the great houses. So I mean, either way, he's set up to fail here. That's why you. Some of the lines he says a little later kind of will make more sense. Like I thought we had more time when he's talking to Lady Jessica, and he's like, um, "Oh, I thought, I thought he just had-
2: knew." It's like it's coming. Like he saw more. Like after the one thing I ate by the worm, and he's like, "They set us up to fail."
0: Yeah, he just he's. He's, I guess in more in the movie now, they're showing that he's a little more hopeful. I guess he's like, oh, there's a chance. We have the equipment and stuff when we get there. So we see a ship flying in. We meet Duncan, Idaho, who is very friendly to Paul. Paul's like, Duncan, my best friend. <laughs> my boy. Paul, my boy. Paul looks up to him. Idaho is going to Arrakis as an advanced team. Paul wants to go with him. Idaho says he can't. Paul admits to him that he has been having dreams about Arrakis in the Fremen. He says that he sees Idaho with the Fremen, Fremen look at like working with them, and then he says he saw him laying dead, fallen in battle. See, like I, I, I typed out. in Freeman so much, and then halfway through this, I'll type in Fremen, which will <laughs> make it easier for me to remember. <laughs> yeah, so this is another uh, vision of his, you know, like will his, thing, will his visions come true? Are they just like—
1: he has- Right cuz they're not blocking white. Is he they're supposed just to like, just
0: interpret it and yeah. like pick which part is going to be accurate? Well, he
1: says that he can feel what's really going to happen and so he so he like and he knows what is true about his dreams cuz he has a feeling uh, but the some of the other parts have to, to yeah, be kind of Yeah. because he's or super
2: clear for him when he I guess he tries to remember him maybe cuz he's well, like oh this one's completely clear I could see that. Well
0: so the part Because they're all a little wrong, whenever from his perspective. And I think the part of this movie is him going through and being like, trying, just learning how to use his abilities essentially as the, uh, whatever they call him. But, yeah, yeah. because in this, (laughs) because in this, yeah, Matrix also inspired by this, obviously. (laughs) Um, but so in this vision, he sees that, uh, Idaho dies, but, like, he's saying, like, I should have been there with you. I should have been there to help you. And it's like, you were, actually. hmm It's like.
2: Well, in the room, I think he meant. Like, if I was there to well, help. Well, no,
0: because he thinks it might happen before oh, they get to Arrakis, because that's he, why he wants to go with them.
2: Because he's supposed to, like, scout out and be the, uh, I guess, like, the diplomat between Well, he's the just Fremen. making
0: sure that there's no, uh, going there to make sure there's nobody there waiting to yeah, kill them all, I guess. Forward reconnaissance. <laughs> Which he's already been there talking to the Freeman just to st- establish a relationship so that they can work together. Um, and then, so after he tells them about the dream, Duncan, Idaho says, "Dreams make good stories, but everything important happens when we're awake because that's when we make things happen. Look at, look, you put on a little muscle. I did? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says he'll see him in a on, on arrakis. In two weeks, right?: Yep, something like that, Something like that. Uh, So, so Duke Leto is in the cemetery. Paul comes to ask if he can go with Duncan Idaho. Duke Leto refuses. He says he is too important to go since he will eventually take command of the House of Atreides. Leto says he will need him because Duke will have to deal with great political danger. We learn the Emperor is hoping for war between Atreides and the Harkonnen. To weaken both houses, Duke Leto wants to join with the Fremen. So that they can share the desert power. Desert power. Here we. What
2: was it he said? On this planet, we were ruled through air and water power. Yeah. Desert power.
0: We now we can.
2: That was one thing I thought is really cool because, like, when you get movies like that, when like that someone who's native to something, it's usually a jungle or the water. You never really get a lot of people who are like native to the desert, and it's cool to see that. Interpretation of like how they would survive and how they do it because I feel like I don't, I can't think of another movie where it's like until the new avatar comes out, how you <laughs> see someone who natively because I mean, the desert's a barren place, Mad Max, yeah, but they're surviving <laughs> off of
0: old stuff,
2: not something like they learn to live with the world. Versus Mad Max is like we Same have to,
1: people from Star Wars,
2: Tuscan Raiders, those aren't <laughs> real. <no. laughs> I want to see people. <laughs>
0: So we learn that Duke Leto wants Paul to sit in on his council meeting that they're about to have. Paul thinks he is not the future of a house of trades. Duke admits that when his father asked him to become leader, he didn't want it either. He wanted to be a pilot. Um, he says, a great man doesn't seek to lead. He is called to it, and he answers. And if your answer is no, you will still be all that I needed you to be, my son. I love that scene.
2: It's so good. It's like This is just their delivery. Great actors in this, great scene, just everything.
0: Yeah, it's almost like if you just get really good actors and a good script together, <laughs> it feels to, like to you can make a movie. Of real places and sets, you <laughs> yeah. can Instead make a good movie. Of, you know, making a movie over five years and just constantly recutting it and doing and stuff.
2: Five different directors hop on and everything.
0: Yeah. Um, Duke says he found his way to it, and maybe Paul will too. Um, we were with Paul training. Gurney comes in. It's like. He's talking about he shouldn't have his back to the door. And Paul's like, I could hear your footsteps, old man. (laughs) Uh, Gurney Gurney came to train with him. Paul doesn't want to train, but Gurney forces him. We see their shields in action. We get to, like, they're just vibrating shields. That Mm -hmm. vibrates blue when it's okay, and then when something's about to enter you. I don't know. I don't know know why. It gets red.
2: Their concept of that shield stuff just, because it, like, in that world, it doesn't seem that good because you're using blades. But if you brought that here to like our time, you would like you could take what ten people with that shield and you could do some damage because like everyone's gonna be shooting at you and nothing's gonna work. Yeah, yeah, you almost have to use the blades. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, that's that's the point of it. And that's, I like it. it's like they made like because in some other like sci-fi stuff, like certain things like Star Wars, it's like we got our lightsabers blocking stuff. It's like yeah, but could you block a bullet?
0: Uh, I feel like they gave you a valid reason of, like, well, this is why we need the like, prequels, you, you can block five billion lasers until <laughs> the plot says, no, nah, no, you can't. <laughs> I mean, you got something that was inspired by Dune versus
2: something that is Dune. And that writer. How many books are there in the Dune series? God, There's, like, eight or nine. I think, four,
0: I think it's four or five. I think it's not.
1: I mean, well, like, his his son, like, continued the series. Oh, did he? Died, he? Oh, so was he didn't there,
0: I didn't look I up if I didn't look up. I wonder if they were just good if his son took
2: over. I
1: doubt it. And that's, what, what well, I know he took, I, I know
0: he's supposed to have, like, just taken a lot of the manuscripts from stuff that weren't released or something like that. I don't know. Something like that. So Paul doesn't want to train with Gurney, but Gurney forces him. We see their shield's in action. We see that if you swing fast, the shield works. And if you go slow, you can penetrate it. Hell yeah. <laughs> Gurney gets his first hit. Paul says he's not in the mood. Gurney says, death does not wait on your mood, bro. I thought it was good. He's right. You can't wait. It's always going yeah. to be there. He's essentially just trying to be like, stop being a spoiled brat. Let's go. We're fighting. You're in your mood. Uh, Paul gets the upper hand, but we see that he would have died with Gurney if it was real. I see you found your mood. I <laughs> so love Gurney. Moody. Gurney is one of the best characters in the book. Josh Broyles is just awesome, too. Like there, There's a lot more with him in the begin- first part of the book. Um, Paul asks if Arrakis will be that bad. Um, we learn for 80 years, Harkonnen has owned Arrakis. He says they are brutal, and Paul has to be ready. For so the Harkonnens, they- not the... Is he? Does he say like the no Harkon. for the fremen too? They have this. They have this idea that the fremen are completely under Harkonnen control and will do whatever
1: they. Well, can. that and like when you're that powerful, everyone's
0: trying to kill you all mm-hmm. the time. Well, yeah, <laughs> he's the duke's son, and apparently, you know, their
2: uh family is well known and well liked. Yeah,
0: but it's also I think it's just kind of like this uh propaganda against the fremen because they're supposed like, to be savages and demons in battle, but really they're just like. We just trying to get water out in the desert and you guys are screwing everything. Seems for us. like modern
2: day we just it's like, Avatar. We gotta make sure you feel like these people are bad people and we're us taking their resources, they don't need it because they're they're bad people.
0: <laughs> I mean it's like Avatar essentially. You know? Giant yeah. tree. I don't, I don't care. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um so now we are on Getty Prime, homeworld of House Harkonnen. Um, it's dark and it looks very like military based Like, you just imagine if the Nazis won. This is what the world. Well, would that's look what like I for like it. It
2: seems very like a lot of places. Their culture is wars, military. Yeah. It's different when you see like a whole planet based off of it, and that's how they live and survive. I like that kind of concept.
0: Yeah, and we meet Lord Baron, uh, and we see Robin with R- Raban, which is Dave Batista. Um, <laughs> Raban tells him all the ships have left Arrakis. And but he's very pissed. They he doesn't understand why Emperor gave Arrakis to Atreides. The Baron explains that because the house of Atreides is rising in popularity, the Emperor is becoming jealous and wants them eliminated. And in space we see a ship flying into Kaladin. Lady Jessica is dressed as a Ben jesuit Jessica. And <laughs> it's the best shot of the movie for me. <laughs> oh, when she shows up to I like mean, Well, it's when all the Ben Jesuits start walking out of the ship and it's just it's Dark outside. You have the light shining from the ship. That's and, when I was, in IMAX, oh, dude. Yeah. When it happened, I was literally just like gripping the seat. I'm like, people are just walking out of a ship, and I'm over here like <laughs> white knuckling it. <laughs> that's how
2: just that was the scene. I think yeah. I was sitting here watching. Like, oh my god, this is just a it's like just the music. When hits the with
0: music it. hits, it's this loud bass. <sighs> Hans, keep so making good. music for movies, man. Now. Have you ever looked up his, um, like, what he's worked on? I think I did one time because he did a lot of the music for uh, the Snyder, like, DC films, right? Well, I mean, he did... Wonder Woman. He, did, he's, and, he does all the Christopher Nolan stuff.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right, that's right.
0: Up until Tenet. It's just funny because before that, it was a bunch of, like, rom-coms and stuff what? like that. Yeah. I mean, he's done so much. Like, I mean, he's done action films and stuff like that, so a few war films, but he's done, like, most of Nancy Meyers' movies and <laughs> stuff like that. that is. She did... The Holiday, um... I don't
2: like rom-coms.
0: Um, When Harry Met... Well, no, that's Nora Ephron. Whatever. He he didn't do she does out? like the best rom-coms, though. Those movies rolls, <laughs> roles. I don't care. It's if it was like When Harry Met Sally, I do like that one. I was thinking about that today. <laughs> I don't know if he did the music for that. He might have. I don't care. But no. his, his music now is all... Whoa, whoa, whoa. Back <laughs> then, it was like... Burr, 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 burr. He's got layers to, to him. <laughs> It sounds nothing like that, by the way. <laughs> so we see Paul asleep, dreaming of Ch- Ch- Chaney. Uh, Lady Jessica wakes him up and tells him to go with her. She tells him the Reverend Mother Gaius Helen Mohi- Moham is there. She was Lady Jessica's teacher as the Ben Je- at the Ben Jesuit School, and she is the truth sayer to the Emperor. She wants to meet Paul and talk about his dreams. Wants
1: to put his hand in a silly box. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I would, I would, I would, we'll just hold up. <laughs> so we meet Dr. Yu. He's there to take his vitals. He touches his temples.
1: Yeah, he looks like the Vulcan mind meld. <laughs> yeah, essentially.
0: I it's like that the I first get, time. They have this ability that they can read by it's certain people. It's like, yeah. Um yeah. He whispers in Mandarin to Paul. He says that the Ben Jesuits serve the greater good, but that he should be careful because they serve their own design. Then Lady Jessica signs, tell no one of this, with her hands. Um, Lady Jessica tells Paul to remember his training before he goes in. Then they go in to meet Gaius. She is using the voice to ask him who he is. She says he has defiance in his eyes. She uses the voice to bring him to his knees in front of her. It's rad. Yeah, yeah it's the so voice. quick too. because Her voice is so much more powerful than all the other voices <laughs> that you pro. hear. Like when, when you get. see
2: movies where they tell people that they have to do stuff, usually you get like that struggle of like, oh, I can't, I can't stop. But this one, it just happened so suddenly. Even he's like, "You're like, whoa, whoa!" He just, she just whips, it, whips yeah. it out,
0: lays it on the table. I, he's like, and he's even even like, I, I
2: can't stop it. It's just so sudden. It's like that's how it would be if you're being forced to do something.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's fucking cool. You know, what it reminds me of uh, any time a Sith did it in Star Wars, <laughs> where like force someone like to the well, It's a force pull versus like. Well, Well, I mean, it's essentially what she she can do. Like, get over here. And it's like, she's telling you, and your body's just like, okay. You're like, damn. I -hmm." just like that your mind turns off. And like, next thing you know, you're like, you're standing over there to immediately right in front (laughs) of her. Yeah, that's what "What I like. They did a good job (laughs) of showing that scene of like, oh, shit. But this super upsets Paul. He's like, (laughs) how dare you use the voice on me in my own home? Well, he
2: also was like, how dare you also insult my mother in her home? And it was like, yeah, good
0: guy. Um, She (laughs) tells him to put his hand in the box and. (laughs) <laughs> uh, holds a gom jabbar a poison needle it's instant death he holds it to his neck um, the test is if he removes his hand from the box he dies she says that pain is in the box Lady Jessica knows this has to be done she like walks out so I, and the box starts and he's just going through all this pain I like to be I just think it'd be funny he's like oh did it start yet oh she didn't turn it on <laughs> oh
3: god it hurts
0: <laughs> ow just thought it'd be funny. <laughs> well, screw me. I don't know. Maybe I'm in I'll
2: do I'll delivery. Like, <laughs> what's
0: in the box? Pain. What's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> just, just a got, bunch of
1: bees. You got
0: you got Paul like screaming in the box, and then right behind the Jezzer. you just have uh, <laughs> Brad Pitt from the ending of Seven, just like, oh, no! what's in the box? <laughs> <laughs> just doing that thing where he puts his gun up, and he's like, just, just so good. Man, we gotta do Seven gun. soon. So the box starts, and we see Paul going through great pain. Even Le- Lady Jessica is outside, becoming like scared and almost like going through the pain herself. Do
2: they have like a? Seems like they're able to kind of
1: feel, or at least she just knows what it's like. She's like, "This is like the most painful shit
0: ever." Well, Her... I thought it
2: was like because there seems like moments like that they're connected mentally. Yeah, it
0: maybe. definitely, it definitely for a second seemed like she was feeling the pain as well. But I can't tell if that's just, like, just like... you love m- your son. You know. Well, Turner she was, was like grabbing pain. her
2: stomach like they tend to do, and she's just like, oh, the pain.
0: Period. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That was just a hilarious joke by me. Whoop. But while she's scared, she's saying, I must not fear. Fear is the mind killer. Fear is the little death that brings obliteration. I will face my fear, and I will permit it to pass over me and through me. And when it has gone past, I will turn the inner eye to see its path. Where the fear is gone, there will be nothing. Only I will remain. Bunch of nonsense. Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> he She's a badass. Bunch of really net, just rad nonsense. Gets all
2: stoic face. He's like, I could
0: drink it. Uh, yeah, and then Paul looks like he's going to break, but the music really hits, and he starts to focus, seeing like, hell yeah, this soundtrack vibes. And then he's able to overpower the box. Then Gaia stops the <laughs> test. She almost looks worried. I don't know if y'all got that. <laughs> like, she oh, definitely so. looked like, dang it. I was kind of hoping he'd die. I think it's the, <laughs> the, or, the uh,
2: implication of who he could be.
1: Right, he could be like the savior of the mm. universe. Well, they don't whatever. want him to be the one.
2: Why? Everyone seems like well, we don't want him to be cuz I guess I guess they know like if it happens, a bunch of wars about to happen. Well, they well, that,
1: they kind of expected it to be a woman though, right? They don't trust they don't like that he's a man.
2: Yeah. Do you know more about that um exactly because I I I they could explain it in part 2 more. I want to know more about the their culture um the Bingizers and like
0: yeah. Is there a specific reason they want women to do it more uh, versus a man or anything? The conversation between Lady Jessica and uh Gaius is uh definitely a little bit longer than in the movie. They do explain it. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's In just, the movie? They essentially just think of it like, kind of like nuns. Okay. because
1: um, uh, well, women are just can control their emotions more, I guess I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> and men destroy everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. They lead with their Think- Essentially, I think it's what it is. It's like they they know that like it's I don't know. I guess you see this in a lot of media now, where it's like the women they like the concubines that go up to people and whisper in their ear and yeah, start because something. they're like the, stuff like that. The, the what is um, it, like the, the snake in your ear type the, of the thing. The worm yeah. tongue, and then you even have uh, <laughs> silver tongue. What's the older woman from Game of Thrones? Uh, they're like the green. Yeah. Uh, like, she's the one that poisons uh, Joffrey. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Sorry. I didn't cut it out. Um, Well, yeah, they they just kind of like working from the shadows. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What
2: was that? Tyrell? No, it wasn't Tyrell.
0: I can't remember, dude. It's been so long since they were in the story (laughs) in my life. (laughs) Um, When Paul removes his hand, he sees that there's nothing wrong with his hand. We learned that if Paul wasn't able to control his impulses, they would have killed him because he is too powerful and they don't need an animal. Run uh, to have this type of power. Because before she puts it, his hand in there, he's like, a wolf would gnaw off his paw to save his... What will you do? Yeah, you know, what will you do? They just don't want him to be like a wild animal. Um, He asks because um, because he's too powerful. He, uh, he asks because he is the Duke's son, but she tells him it's because he is Lady Jessica's son. You have more than one bloodline, boy. She comes <laughs> in. Paul tells her of his dream. He explains that he sees uh, Channy in his dreams. She says her goodbye and that she hopes he lives. Hell yeah. Um, Then Jessica asks if she had to be so harsh with him. Lady Jessica She's like, tr- I
1: said I hope he lives. Yeah.
0: What else <laughs> do you want from me? What do you want, dude? I didn't stab him even though I did he did kill good. Him. <laughs>
2: to be fair, I like felt there's like nothing was in pretty tame. The, there's nothing
0: in the box. I didn't do anything to him. <laughs> Chill, Lady Jessica. I mean, uh, does
2: it sound weird when you say go to the go in the room with the old lady and shove your hand in her box? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul comes out, it's like,
0: that was weird, man. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mom. It's like, I'd I put my hand somewhere different I'm a first. man, though.
2: No. They also, like, um. I don't know if you have it. They mentioned, like, when she's, like, they've been, because they mentioned it to Jessica. It's like, you know, we've been carefully crossing lines, yeah, bloodlines.
0: Yeah, that's what, it's all right here. <laughs> <laughs> so Lady Jessica trained Paul against the um against Ben jesuits orders. She was only supposed to bear daughters. She had a son because she thought she could produce the... Quizat had a rag. Mm-hmm. Um, Gaius is not helpful that hopeful that Paul is the one. They laid his path on Arrakis as long as he doesn't squander it. Then Jessica cries. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there was something I wanted to say about this. Um, in the movie or the book, um, they kind of go into why she ended up having a boy. It's cause Duke Leto really wanted a boy. She also wanted to have a boy, not just a daughter, and yeah. Uh, Send it off. To the dinner. pressure of like Duke Lido and wanting to please him and have a happy family kind of made her have the boy. I believe. I didn't. I believe. Know. I'm sorry if you read the book and you love it, and I got that wrong. It's been a while.
1: Well, if you think about this—the kind of thing that the uh, Jesseret people—they're kind of controlling everything from the shadows because they mentioned later um, that the emperor himself doesn't have sons. Yeah, because yeah, they, I guess they, they're in control of like everything going on with him
0: too. Yeah, they. Um, yeah, so, I mean, essentially, I guess they so control there's
2: everything. No, People to the throne. I yeah, they're, they're still doing like him. if you have a son, that's the claim to the throne. Right. Yeah,
0: because that's going to be a big part of part two, where it's like he needs someone that can become the emperor later on. We'll see. You'll see. Sweet. Which is going to end up being uh, Lawrence Pew. No, that's never mind. Just well, forget it. Emperor everything. in part two. For, for, huh? Do you know if we'll see the emperor in part two? Or yeah. Is this, okay. Cool. Yeah, it's supposed to be the second half of the book, so we'll see everybody in the mist. Um And as Jessica starts walking back to their home or whatever, in the mist, we see Paul slowly forming. And It's such a rat shot. <laughs> um, we see that he heard everything. He asks if it's true. He says the ben Jesuits steer the Imperum from the shadow. The ben Jesuits have been crossing bloodlines to create someone powerful enough to bridge space and time, past and future, and one that can give a better future. It's definitely, probably Paul. Yeah, he's a magic boy. (laughs) I'm the magicalest of magic boys. (laughs) So, yeah, that's essentially, they just, I mean, they're just trying to bridge space and time. I guess they're going to start, like, straight-up time traveling and just, you know, doing whatever they want. (laughs) They're essentially going to have all control over the world. Yeah, fuck yeah, man. We see a shot of a spaceship raising out of the water. It's so cool. The way they can show, like, just what you mentioned with the missing, he, like,
2: slowly forms up. His way of, like, bringing things from, like, the shadows and just the way
0: like, it comes to the forefront. Mm-hmm. That's something Den- Denny Villeneuve is really good at. I mean, you saw it in uh, 2049, Ryan Gosling kind of walking out mm-hmm. of some mist, Arrival with the ships just kind of coming from the sky. It's always so good. It's just yeah. his ability to reveal. And there's the final shot of a movie he did called Enemy with Jake Gyllenhaal. It's like the final shot is just, I mean, it's kind of all nonsense, but I love it. It's just like the reveal of it. it is so jarring and like, why did that terrify me?
1: It's like, and it's, it's like the Starship Enterprise coming out of the water and yeah. then the second
0: one. That it, yeah. It, God, it was yeah. awesome. That was really cool.
2: Imagine if he did a Star Wars
0: movie. <laughs> Denny Villanueva. Yeah. Dude, just give him, let him do whatever he wants. I'll watch it with my oh, yeah. face holes. Um, <laughs> eye holes is what I meant. Uh, <laughs> so Paul is watching from a distance the spaceship rise and fly off. We see House Atreides packing up we see all the ships landing on Arrakis now. Paul is in the darkness of the ship, and then the door opens with the blistering sun. Gurney says, "My lungs taste the air of time, blown past falling sand." And then some bagpipes start to really. Hell yeah! This is what I was moment. like. Yes, it's the Scottish.
2: <laughs> uh, it's, it is so funny. It's my girlfriend, so she's is. like, "Oh no, come out bagpipes instantly killed." Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> I just like that guy, the guy's like,
0: hell yeah, I'm the only one on this planet that can play these backpacks,
2: let's go baby <laughs> uh, She brought up a point, do we know, is it just their culture, cause like when the women come out, they're all wearing the shawls and covering their faces Versus the men are just out there getting sandblasted to the face
0: you Gotta be tough Yeah, I mean, I guess it's just them protecting their faces, I don't know, It's. I'm sure it's something They don't
1: moisturize
0: <laughs> Do they? I actually don't remember what they say that they are wearing at this point. What the women wear? It's just like my head. They wear
1: that Michael Sarah lotion. Yeah, (laughs) Sarah V. Sarah V. V. I use that. So
0: So they all start walking out on Arrakis for the first time. Paul sees Hawat, Hawat. God dang it! And runs and hugs him. I love this. I love that. Paul just loves everybody. Yeah, he's He's just like a good little fifteen-year-old because he's supposed to only be fifteen. Is he? Yeah, he's he's underage child.
2: Oh, I don't like that. I've never liked that in stories when, like, they say the next person, because, like, as you get older, you're like, you're 15, you're not going to be able to do anything. Yeah. In my head, he's, like, above, he's, like, at least early 20s, if not 21. Yeah, but I think he's, like,
0: 15 or 16. I'm not going with that. Uh, i not that. You're wrong. <laughs> but I think that's what's supposed to be where he his he like his innocence and he's, stuff. He's, he probably his, like raised him. His, his innocence is supposed to be a very important part of the of first the book in the first half of the story. Yeah. So the Fremen look on at him. They're all like outside. like ah. he's they start. Hot. They start. <laughs> Yo, Timothy Chalamet. I oh, love that little skinny boy. Oh no! It's <laughs> so like the Fremen. Fremen are like like. Dude, was like, what the uh, hell is this? <laughs> I wonder,
2: this is off topic, like, even my girlfriend was like, I don't think he's attractive. Well, like, but I, I, I get it. Do you see it? And I'm like, he's just so such a tad boy.
0: I get it.
1: I understand. He's royalty. Everybody else is covered in shit.
0: Yeah. So all the Fremen, they start to chant, Lizan al Gabe, Lizan al Ghalib. Gabe, it's not Galib, dang it. And that means the voice from outer. It's an off world messiah or prophet. Yeah. Or the voice of the other world. How it says the follow, they follow their master's old ways, but they truly love the Harkonnens. So essentially, before the Harkonnens, it was like, oh, anytime someone comes, we all cheer and love them and stuff. Um, but tr- they but really, are to believe that they're supposed to be ruthless ca- killers for the Harkonnens. Yeah. Um, Paul boards the Ornicopter, which is the Dragonfly helicopter. Essentially. Yeah, that's awesome. It. It. So awesome. Cool. It's the best. <laughs> Lady Jessica says they have waited for centuries for the Lausanne al-Ghalib. Paul says they see what they are told to see. Um, Paul doesn't like how much power the ben Jesuits have. You can kind of see it on his face there. Um, we see the Atreides home. It's a massive town slash temple, like, barrack situa- situation, essentially. Like where they're what? in. The big pyramid thing? Yeah, the big giant area that. Eventually, won't it be looks there like too one much of the longer. old Halo 2 maps, yeah. It like, does, yes. me, yeah. I, I know exactly what you're talking about.
2: Oh, I just like, oh, if he did a Halo movie, great. And I forgot we have the Halo show.
0: I will say the trailer for season two looks better than the ha- trailer for season one. Well,
2: looked. yeah, because they learned some mistakes, but I've
0: seen some of the stuff from like, it. It's still got the space parts of it look really good. There's good parts,
2: like I watched a scene recently from season two, and they have the potential to be good, but then they throw in their own stupid stuff with, like, the humans. And, like, because I saw a scene with, like, the, the alien elites. It's like, they look good for this. This would be a great show. And then it went back to the people. It's like, the people's costumes and the set they're on look terrible.
0: <laughs> so <laughs> weird. It's like the part you It get-
2: reminded me of... um from the Obi One show, mm-hmm. when he like first runs into Vader in like that quarry, it looked like that. Like, are we just all shooting in the same spot? Like, is this the only quarry we have? And why <laughs> does it look like crap? Just
0: about. <laughs> Where can we have the least amount of stuff as possible so we don't have to pay for it? Yeah,
2: it is Star Wars. We gotta do. I just thought about that. How every Star Wars thing we've gotten recently has been in a desert. But I feel like Dune. Did a better job than all the years that we've gotten with Star Wars. <laughs> they desert. used the Something
0: desert as the story. The whole it point was is good. The They did
2: a good job with the desert in it.
0: And it visually is interesting. i like the Star Wars mm-hmm. TV shows. Except for like when the lightsabers light up in the dark. That will always just look cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. So Gurney and Duke Leto are looking out. They are trying to spot the weak spots of their base. Duke also says they need to get the spice moving or they're going to be dead essentially. Because if they aren't. Because people are just going to be like, "We need that spice. We're We're coming to get it." Yeah, Uh, but it's getting too hot, and they have to seal all the doors. Um, uh, for some reason, I wrote down the line uh, to shower your to shower you scrub your ass with sand. I don't I don't remember why I put that down. (laughs) Oh, he asked him why. Yeah, there was a brief moment. Yeah, he said he asked something like that. And he says,
2: like, what's the saying here? Yeah, he's, yeah. And he was giving his little, uh, Brolin's character was giving the little snarky comment again.
0: Yeah. So Lady Jessica is looking on at potential house servants. She picks Shoutout Mapes. She exposes Shoutout, um, by saying she knows she has a weapon. Shoutout says it's a gift to her because she is the one they think Lady Jessica is going to be the one.
2: I love that scene because, like, you know, she's signing hers, like, there might be violence, and then she just abruptly,
0: oh, ah! yeah, and I was like,
2: <laughs> it, it like shocked me because in that moment, you can see the shock from her, too, like, oh, and she's like, it's just that realization. <laughs> and like, her when she says, um, once you like, I guess they say, like, when prophecy, you start to see what is it? She says, like, um, I can't remember, she's like, when it all comes together, of like, when they talk about prophecy, she sees the realization, and it was such a shock for it, like, yeah, it's pretty like, once, good.
0: once you see the prophecy playing out in front of you, it's a shock, essentially. That's so
2: good. I'll just, even that little character right there did a good
0: job. Um, the weapon that she has is a chris knife, which is a special weapon for the Fremen. It's a marker of the deep desert. It's called the Tooth of Shahulud. We see Fremen Fremen outside the base looking on and praying while all that whole scene is happening. And essentially, that knife for the first half is essentially just because we know that Paul is going to be given a weapon and we always think Isn't it's going to be about a knife? we all think it's going to be coming from the mother I don't we'll figure knife. out where that it actually comes big this knife. is a
2: knife this is a knife that's a knife, a crocodile and a knife.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we see Paul walking around and talking to a groundskeeper the groundskeeper is watering palm trees that are not indigenous to the land each day they water them the equivalent to what 5 men would drink The groundskeeper explains that they have 20 palm trees that equals 100 lives. Paul says they should get rid of them, but the man explains they can't due to old dreams. So it's definitely a place of tradition and old ways. And the one person that can break it, will it be Duke Leto or will it be Paul? (laughs) Let's find out. I have no Uh, idea. So we learn about sandworms because Paul is in his little room watching more videos. All of you know, he's does. got that
1: awesome plaque on the wall, the, yeah. the, the picture. Yeah,
0: it's great. So we learn about sandworms and the sandwalk. They are attracted. We learn that the sandworms are attracted to sound and vibration. While Paul is learning, we see a little robot thing enter Paul's Fuck room. Yeah. It's like as small as a mosquito, but Paul is able to sense it either way. It comes in to sting, but Paul doesn't react, and the hunter-seeker, which is what it's called, stops right at his eye, Um, and he... We Think it's going to get him, but shout out comes in and Paul stops it. He says the operator should be nearby.
2: What, uh, in that scene <laughs> where um, where it stops right at his eye, why did it do that? Was it because the operator was like it's vision, is based on movement? Well, it looks like well, and yeah, that's what I thought, but then like later, I think that's, that's what it is. I well, there's it. another guy later. Well, it said operator. If I there's think. an operator, I figured he'd be controlling it, but if it is based off of movement, I guess that I don't
0: know. It's still a great scene. I was just it's like, why did it stop? Cool.
2: Was it like he scared? He wasn't. And I was like, was it just because in that moment it's like I, I
0: I'm not. You know, I, be, I believe it is all kind of based on movement. I can't remember. Dang, I should have just re-listened to the book while I was driving to work. <laughs> <laughs> it is fucking cool though. It yeah, was. I loved it's it. It's great. I love that it just like made the little hole and came in. I I love that it, you think it's a little bit bigger, and then whenever it comes in, and then it goes from his point of view. It's like, where is it? I love how he blended in with like his little tree thing to kind of like hide and watch it. I think that uh, maybe that's what caused it to stop because he's like, whoa, I'm blinded by all this light or something. It was so good. Blinded Such a good scene. Dude. Like,
2: he just like, snatches it out of the air and crushes it. Imagine uh, if he snatched it like it's going straight and he goes like this. I'll stop it. <laughs> oh,
0: man. <laughs> so we we end up seeing the operator of the thing. Um, we learned that six weeks before, uh, a Harkonnen soldier embedded himself into the wall and put the Hunter Seeker in the water pipes. Howitt says he failed them and he will be resigning. Leto refuses this and tells him to catch more spies. In the book, Hi- Howitt is a lot more dramatic. He's, I do not deserve this. I failed you. Leto's like, like, dude, chill, bro. Like, we need all hands Are on you deck. You leave me? No. no I also go. was like, dude, like, he
2: was in there for six weeks in a wall. But what's uh, okay. Yeah, for House, long game.
0: House Atreides
2: has honor.
1: Hell yeah, they do. And back vibes,
0: yeah. <laughs> so we see guys meeting with the Baron, Um, but first we see this weird creature, which I did not yeah, remember the from spider the. F- I things. missed that
2: too. I missed it the I first time. I completely forgot about
0: wild. it. I was like, "What?" And like, um, the guy from Suicide Squad, polka, dot, polka man. dot man, and also like, in the Dark Knight, w- right or the Dark Knight. He he won't he won't listen to you. And she's like, <laughs> and he's like, he runs Leave. away. It's like cool. No, he understands. Um, she is there to give Baron a message from the Emperor. They have this like little lie that comes down and it it's muffles. It's a cone of silence.
2: It's such a good idea, though. I also love the part where they're like we're outside of it and they're talking and they put captions there. Mm-hmm. Like this is so good. The okay. detail for it. I love it so much. Uh,
0: that's how you know you have a visionary director. <laughs> it's some because other people just wouldn't have thought of that. I wouldn't have thought of that. That's why I work. Life factory.
2: Can you say, like, there's <laughs> another director now that you think, I feel, I don't, I don't know, you know, do know more about directors than I do. What, like, to me, this is, like, the director who's one of the last few directors we're going to have that just can make a really good movie. Like, he's done some, like, all his movies have just been great.
1: He's also got, like, a really great book to do it off of. Like, yeah, but you, adapting from. it. And it's, it's something, also, like, it's
0: something, it, it's something he's been dreaming of making since he was, like, 12.
2: Yeah, everyone can be yeah, fans you can though. Tell. You yeah. can be fans, but you can adapt it in a wrong way, and I feel sure. like he adapted it very, very yeah, he well. Fucking kills it.
0: Some people just have that dog in them. <laughs> 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 so she says that the emperor will help the Harkonnens and give them the Satar Sardaukar? Sard, mm-hmm. Sat, yep. Reading Rainbow, Jesse. Sardacar <laughs> army. She says Duke Leto means nothing, but Lady Jessica and Paul are a part of them, and they should give them exile. Baron says he will not harm Paul and Jessica. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> and then we really start seeing more of uh, Lord Baron's body. He's a big old boy. He can fly. He can fly. It's like a,
2: apparently it's just like... Um... Cause Cause
0: throughout the film we slowly reveal more and more of what yeah, it looks like it's like, great
2: uh, that's just like a I guess you the things they use because they kind of use it later on it's just I guess you'd see it as like when you're dropping from a helicopter it's your suspension device it's just on your back it's like anti-gravitic and it's like, that's pretty cool yeah
0: yeah so immediately Baron as uh Gaius leaves immediately Baron says uh, no none of them are gonna live
3: <laughs> he says the
0: <laughs> desert will kill them he begins to float in the air He says it's his Arrakis and his doom.
1: Yes, the spice must flow. Yes,
0: we see Paul coming in to join the council. Gurney calls out his hunter-seeker catch. He's a hero, and it's kind of embarrassing for Paul, which is fun. It's kind of badass. It is. It's like, oh, first
2: strategy meeting, and here you are catching mosquitoes.
0: (laughs) We learn that the Harkonnens... Made a lot of money every year from the spice. It's essentially, I don't know, there's some random Yeah, they're siphoning number. like
1: billions of dollars yeah, up from the emperor.
0: But they left them shitty equipment, and it will take a long time to start actually making that type of money. Their equipment is sabotaged. We learned that they left Dr. Leet Kynes to help with the transition. She's been there 20 years and is an imperial ecologist. Duke says he wants to see the fields and wants kinds to go with essentially as like a hostage. Yeah, so they can like... So they won't kill them because she's with uh, them, I guess. Yeah. But the I mean, Emperor won't care. <laughs> so Duncan arrives and is greeted very friendly by Paul, explains that he has lived with the Freeman. Stilgar has come with him to meet. We learn that there are millions of freemen. Duncan says that the Freeman fight like demons due to the desert power. Duke allows Stilgar's to pass even with a Chris knife. Because he comes in and everybody's like, whoa, whoa, he's got a knife. <laughs> I mean,
2: makes sense.
0: And then Stillgard comes in. He spits on the ground. It's a gift <laughs> of his body's moisture. It's a very funny scene. <laughs> it, it is. It's great. Because <laughs> everybody's like, hey, what the hell, dude? <laughs> this is the Duke, bruv. Um, but I love how calm and collected the Duke is. Everybody's like getting so offended. And he's like, guys chill yeah like i got this i'm like handsome and cool you know two liters you know yeah. mutual respect i got so much water in my body this boy's gonna want to be my <laughs> uh duke wants to work together Stillgar says the uh, he they, just walks up and uh, takes a yeah. piss right yeah front. here's all the moisture you can get idaho's like usually they just spit so this must be a really good nice, this meeting must be going really well <laughs> Stilgar says they only want spice and give nothing in return. Stilgar says they should not trespass into the desert and their land. They are to take their spice and go back to their side of the shield wall. Du says that if duty calls him to the desert, he will have to go, but he will leave him their sieges and they will never be hunted. They say that honor- he, uh, Stilgar says that it's honorable, but he must go. He's done talking. He says he recognizes Paul like in another tongue or whatever. And then Gurney, does not, um, Gurney doesn't like him, though. They say it will take time, but they can work together eventually. Because like, Duke realizes, like, uh, he seemed to respect me a little bit. He yeah. didn't shoot me well. or anything.
2: He's alive. Yeah. He's leaving. He's that means just, good just things. a good
0: dude. Yeah. Then we cut to um, Duncan gives Paul a paracompass. Duncan admires the freemen because they are fierce and wild, and they are one with the desert. They're the Ewoks. They are going to, <laughs> they are going to the minefields now. We meet Kinds. Uh, she gave them the steel suits. Uh, they're the suits made by the Freeman. It's a filtration suit that cools the body and recycles the sweat. You can drink it. She checks Paul's suit, and he is wearing it perfectly. She's not have to adjust it at all, which is part of the prophecy. It's someone that's yeah, he's just wore he, his right. He's Boing, ar- he's just already knows how to do everything. he yeah. can. And they are off to the spice sands. While flying, they see one of their harvesters. You can see the spice covering the sand in the sky. Uh, they have uh, these crafts in the air that can detect sandworms um, because the sandworms attack the spice crawlers, which is essentially the All harvesters. All the fucking time. Yes. Crawlers can't have shields because it attracts the worms, the vibration, and in the distance, they see a sandworm coming. The crawlers will wait last minute to be picked up to avoid the worm. While the harvesters is being are being picked up, one of the anchors breaks during pickup. Duke Leto goes into action to pick up the crew of I the harvest. part.
1: He's just like, let's Drops fucking go. That ship. Let's go. <laughs> uh,
0: they go to get the crew. Paul is ordered to stay back at the Thopter. He picks up spice for the first time. Or, like, he likes. Inhales it. Yeah. Well, least- oh, yeah, yeah. I love this part. Well, at first, he just, like, holds it in his hands. Yeah, he
1: well, I, I thought of a great. Um- Thought exercise for this part because like breathing in all this stuff for the first time. It's like imagine you're the prostitute and Jack Nicholson dumps a pillowcase full of cocaine on you. Yeah,
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just go with it. Just <laughs> lean into it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I can just see that little give, give me the spice. That sounds
0: nothing like. It. So I guess the spice is essentially like LSD. Yeah, he's
1: not. Like acid. He's
0: it's
2: well, it affects acid. him like. Differently, I'm assuming. Yeah, he's, he's sensitive to it, they
1: Yeah, he's a sensitive But he's boy. just like on his knees talking to the, the truck. I mean, he's, <laughs> he's,
0: a, he's a 15-year-old taking LSD for his Been first there. time in his life. I don't get you. <laughs> he's barely got any water in his system. It's all built up in his suit. <laughs> so the doors of the harvester open up. The crawler captain says they can't leave because of the spice. Duke says, forget the spice. And immediately, like you see Dr. Kynes just like look over like, damn, boy. Sexy and you're sensitive. Let's go. Paul is ordering people into the ship and the wind blows spice in his face. He's getting high as fuck. <laughs> yeah. Boy out there seeing leprechauns in the <laughs> desert. He hears an eerie voice saying, Quizat's Hatterak. And then he falls to his knees and we hear Quizat Hatterak awaits. The sandworm is arriving. Everybody on the ship is on the ship except Paul. We see him kneeling on the ground. And he's like, I recognize your footsteps, old man. And then Gurney like peers behind him and picks him up.
1: <laughs> We've is, all been there. I mean, yeah. if you got that friend; it's just too fucked up. They got in the car. Like
0: this is another thing that we see. <laughs> why Paul is the one? It's like even in sand, he knows Gurney. High on LSD <laughs> and in sand, he knows Gurney's footsteps. We just know he can. He's he's got that dog in him. While running to the ship, we see the sandworm begin to sink the crawler. Yeah. They make it onto the ship and fly up as they watch the worm eat the entire ship whole nom, like nom, it nom, was nom, a dang nom, nom, small nom. piece of popcorn. I don't know how these
2: worms survive because I feel like they don't get that much nutrition to survive.
1: But imagine, like, it's like the worm taking, like, a really strong CBD gummy.
0: Yeah. Full of spice. It's like, if you go a little further in the desert, you just see them all just, like, <laughs> they're, all they're all on a couch just, like, bro. just like vibrating. Bro. just like like they're laughing (laughs) so at the base Duke chews out Paul Duke says the Harkonnen set them up to fail Uh, Kine says the desert is not kind to equipment men like him have come and gone before and then we got Dr. Yu He um, he checks on Paul and says he will be fine Paul tells Lady Jessica that he had a vision he saw Channy walking the desert and in caves Paul is following her they kiss but then Channy stabs him he says he thought he saw his death, but maybe it was the knife that was important. Someone, he thinks that someone may give him a knife. Then we're getting, like, shots of Lady Jessica, like, with a child. Mm-hmm. And she also, like, we're getting shots of the knife that was given to her. Um, He also knows that Jessica is pregnant. She says no one can know. It's only been a few weeks.
1: He's like, Mom, I know you're a slut. <laughs> it's
0: like, dang, Mom. <laughs> It's like, she, he just starts saying, like, the exact conception date, and it's like, I saw everything.
2: God. Oh, what? Like, um, scene from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I saw you on your wedding night. Like, he's, just like,
1: he's just watching his
0: mom have sex yeah. with, with dad. Gross. It's, you know he's a freak. <laughs> dad, <yeah. laughs> we are back at the house, Harkonnen. They are preparing for battle. Harkonnen outnumbered them now that they have the satirac, um... But House Atreides are the finest fighters. Lady Jessica goes to Duke Leto and, to tell him something. Duke Leto interrupts and says something has been wrong with Paul ever since he saw Gaius. He asks her if the Ben-Jeserit side of her will protect Paul. Because at first he's like, I, she's like, I will protect her. It's like, I'm not talking about the mother. I'm talking about the Ben-Jeserit of you. Hell yeah. Um, Lady Jessica is wondering why Leto is acting this way. Mainly because he knows he's dead at yeah. this point. <laughs> he thought they would have more time, he says. Yeah, Paul is staring at a man fighting at a, a bull, like a little statue of a man fighting a bull, which is, there's a lot of that imagery. Is this up supposed to, to be like he said, Was it
1: their grandfather? Grandfather, grandfather was okay. a bullfighter. Yeah.
0: Dr. Yu gives Paul a pill and some water. I'm assuming it's, just it's just to him. help them sleep. No. I think it's
2: just like they said, No, I, don't, I want to sleep naturally. <laughs> Yeah. doesn't Well, he that's say, the thing because
0: everybody takes their pills except for Duke Lita, who's like, I want to sleep naturally. Um, and that's why he's was, able to wake up.
2: I missed it the first time. He's like, when he said I should have married you, he's like, oh, oh, it, Ben Jezreel has a lot more than I realized uh, watching the second time.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, they essentially weren't, they were essentially, it's almost kind of like a range marriage type thing. Not really, but they got together because it made sense more uh, than yes. for love, but there was also love, and he regrets that. Because let she let was – she is looked down upon in the books a little bit for not – for just – like, because people think that he just married her to have, like, a special, powerful kid, essentially. Hell yeah. So it wasn't – so she's kind of – I don't know. If you read the book, it would make a little more sense. Political wife, Yeah. For mm-hmm. power. <laughs> uh, so Jessica and Duke Lido are in bed. We get the line. I should have married you. Outside, we see guards being shot and falling to the ground. Their shields are powering down as lo- along with the lights. We see Duke Leto wake up and see lighting f- uh, flashing on his walls. He sees flashing out in the distance like Morse code. He calls for security, but the comms don't work. He turns on his shield. Someone is on the ground dying. It's shout out. While checking on her, he is shot with a dart and falls to the ground. Doctor, you little bitch ass walks up. (laughs) (laughs) Gurney is awakened, and they go outside to prepare for a fight. We see ships start shooting at their base. All their ships are being destroyed, even though they have shields. Then we see a whole army of ships landing. And all this, by the way, looks... Amazing. It does. Awesome. I yeah. loved,
2: like, I was like, oh, what are those things dropping? It's like, it's a bomb, and it knows it has to slow down. Slow down, yeah. And when you just, like, because even the sound of when it goes into the shield and it explodes, and you can kind of hear it's muffled some because mm-hmm. the shields are over it. Yeah. And just, oh, man, I love this scene. Just Every
0: just, detail is, like, really so cool. So good. Yeah, it's insane. Like, just so, the visuals of the flames at night and just...
1: So was was, how the Duke, the ships look? was the Duke killed by a bullet? Like he's, Or was it a hunter no, he, killer? No, he's
0: just been paralyzed. It's just a paralyzing dart thing. Because oh, okay. he's supposed to bring him to the Baron. Um, right, okay.
2: Girlfriend brought up, was like, I love the color in this movie. He's like, you're right. It seems like it's a a natural color and not kind of like how you like would say that they put like a color correction of too much of like one tone over it. I just feel like it's a good neutral color and it works very well in its favor.
0: Yeah, they did kind of like dim down the... Uh, contrast a little bit you can kind of tell which sometimes I kind of wish it was a little up. I don't know. <laughs> um, Gurney goes up and starts whoop whipping ass. Harkonnen men start entering the barracks. The men are holding them off but the Sardaukar flank them. We cut to Dr. Yu with Duke Leto. He made a deal with Baron to bring Duke Leto to him. Baron took Yu's wife. Um, Dr. Yu gives Leto a poison tooth that he can crack and kill the Baron <laughs> That's with. So cool. We Just some
1: last minute dentistry.
0: Yeah. And then we see Duncan Idaho wrecking ship. He goes to Paul, who is missing. Paul has been taken hostage. The Harkonnen are going to drop them off in the desert. We see that one of the men is deaf, and Lady Jessica realizes it. Also, the part with Duncan, Duncan is destroying the Sardaukar.
2: Well, he's like...
0: Fuck yeah, man.
2: He's like uh, Roland's character. He's just another weapons master.
0: Yeah. So, Duncan Idaho fights off more people and gets into a ship. They were... um, like when he walks out, like some of the people are coming to him and he just like kills two real quick. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, all right, we'll see you later, man. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, yeah,
1: go ahead, take it. Uh, We're not messing with that. He just <laughs> took out four people.
0: <laughs> uh, he blows up some ships when he's like escaping, but and he's being kind of like shot down by a giant, giant laser, but he's able to uh, maneuver his way out. Lady Jessica is looking for an escape. The men on the ship want to drop the kid in the desert and keep Lady Jessica for themselves. Paul tries to use the voice to have them untie gag, but it doesn't work. He just like just straight up punched in the face. <laughs> Lady Jessica tells him to find the pitch. He does, and he unties her and she uses the voice perfectly and has them all kill each other. Yeah. And then she kills <laughs> the last that. one. Yeah, her voice rules. <laughs> God, I just love when they use the voice it's in the so movie. It's so good! She says Paul's pitch was too forced. Uh, the ship lands and turns off on its own. They run up a sand dune and see their base being completely destroyed and nothing but desert surrounds them.
1: God, they're in such good shape running up this hill. It's yeah. like super soft sand. They're just booking yeah, it's it. It's like, go, go,
0: go. <laughs> we cut to Duke Leto completely paralyzed. He's naked and everything, just like, like in a g- Chair. Like, giant table, kitchen table. It's like their um,
2: the dinner skateboard dude over there just... <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: I really want to know like
2: how he, I was like, man, your whole army, everyone looks like they could just destroy something. And you're over here. Like I need a suspension thing on my back just so I can get around.
0: Right. <laughs> it's the gluttony and the greed, of the Baron. The Baronet is at his huge table, just eating all the food. He's like, you got a nice kitchen, Duke. <laughs> in the <laughs> desert. Stuff lady... in his face <laughs> yeah, <does>. It's awesome. <laughs> in the desert, Lady Jessica and Paul are in a tent. Dr. Yu leaves a note for whoever found the frem kit. There is an Atreides beacon that they can use. Dr. Yu goes to the Baron and says he jammed their comms and lowered the shields. Dr. Yu asks for his wife. Baron floats over to doctor, the doctor. And he's like, okay, I'll let you join your wife. But, and just immediately kills. Oh, and be free Lido. with her. He turns to Duke Leto now. In the fram kit, pa- uh, Paul also finds a thumper in a steel suit. Then we're back to the Baron. He explains that Paul and Jessica are dead and that the house of Atreides is dead. Duke Leto mumbles, and the Baron gets closer.
1: Paul but he turns him. on his his thing first because yeah. he knows he can't trust his yeah <laughs> I love that little, like, just clicks he, his ring. He, he thinks his... that he <laughs> could be
0: faking, and he could, like, stab him or whatever. And then Paul finds his house ring. Lady Jessica sees the ring and starts to cry. She knows that he's dead. Um, Duke cracks his teeth and poison engulfs the Baron.
1: Yeah, it kills everybody in the love, fucking room. That's,
0: yeah. that's such a good scene. And the Duke Leto lays dead, staring at a bull. That one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, late night, Um, Kynes watches on. Duncan Idaho asks for her to tell the emperor, but she is ordered to see nothing. Idaho knows the emperor sent them all there to die. Sucks. Rip.
1: Yeah, sucks Atreides. for the Atreides.
0: Yeah, too bad Paul's probably going to die in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> we see the Baron floating in the corner of the room, coughing and floating. <laughs> He's
1: just <laughs> up
3: in the corner. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> good, thing. <laughs> good thing, good thing I'm so big. It took the 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 uh, poison to reach. I don't know, whatever. All I'm my fat cells this. protected me. Yeah. <laughs> Paul begins coughing and sweating. He says that there's spice in the tent. He sees Cheney walking the desert, and they watch as the two armies are fighting. We we watch like two armies fighting. It's the Sardaukar and then I love how
2: like you see uh the Fremen how they come out of They pop out of the sand. Yeah, was, yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That's how <laughs> they do it. Oh, that's how they did. really good. They detail. did that in the so beginning did too. Dice um, me, me
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh we see one guy he's like really kicking ass. we see that Paul is with blue eyes and um and he does this awesome move and then he releases his mask and we see it's Paul but he's got blue eyes. And there's, like, a giant sandworm essentially looking like they're fighting with him. Hell, yeah. Um, he sees the Chris Knife and a bunch of Barty, Bob, Bartys, <laughs> bodies burning. And Chaney, with a bloody hand, he sees the Freeman in, on Kaladin, and he's leading them. He sees a holy war. He sees a warrior religion that waves the Atreides banner. A war in my name!
2: He's <laughs> mad. <That is> <laughs> on the s-
0: skull of my father's throne. Yeah. That
2: was a good scene, though.
0: Yeah, it's Love great. It. Lady Jessica is trying to calm him down. He uses the voice to get her off. Love he does it great up. this time. This is so good. He says she did it. She's. <laughs> he says he did this. To, she did this to him and made him a Ben Jesuit freak. Dang, mate. Dang. See, he's fifteen years old. <laughs> yeah. Through a little temper tantrum. <laughs> um. Then when they start hearing the beaking, and Paul says it's time to go, they come out from under the sand, which is great because we see this desert mouse first. Yes. It's like sweat. <laughs> His ears are sweating. And then we see sand moving up, and then Paul pops up, and it's like, you're underground?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, the sand is, is constantly
0: the, moving. Is that they use the sand like yeah, manipulators for l- little.: because yeah, like, it created, like, a circle of sand. That's yeah. yeah, so good. It's, like, cool.
2: It looks like the sandworm's mouth. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a ship comes and lands. It's Duncan, Idaho. He, like, bows to the new Duke. He says, your father. He's <laughs> we dead. <know> <laughs> we learn that the Harkonnen hit every population center on the planet at once. Kine says she can't say anything, but Paul sees that she was she still wants to help. Like while they're flying off, we see people building a little tent. They are hiding an old eco. They are hiding in an old ecological testing station. We learn that Arrakis could have been a paradise, but once this once they notice the spice, they change their plans. Because essentially, like holy hell, we gonna make some drug money. <laughs> We sit it's like too bad the emperor was Walter White. Dang it! <laughs> we see that Kynes may be close to the Freeman, Freeman more than we think. Um, Duncan Idaho walks into the room full with plants. We see he's just like oh hey things can grow here maybe like we can do this. Life
2: can happen. This is what they wanted to do.
0: We see people spitting into a container. Paul says the great houses. F- yeah, real gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Paul says the great houses fear what just happened to them. Paul asks Dr. Kynes to tell them what has happened here today. She doesn't think they would believe her and it would cause war and chaos. But Paul has an idea to marry one of the emperor's daughters. Kynes says that he is living in a fantasy. Paul confronts her and says he knows she walks between two sides. He says that as emperor, he could make Arrakis a paradise with a wave of his hand. hmm
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I also um, think it's a little bit later, like when they're sitting there and they like hear the, like the, uh, isn't it the Fremen who are there also? Yeah. Some Fremen are there. Yeah. They're the ones spitting. Like that silence that happens because they can tell like someone's coming. If you notice later,
0: Paul kind of has that a little bit. He's like, someone's here. He like it's another that things like well like the the Fremen just seem to just sense it in general because whenever we see them they're like drinking their spit or whatever and they probably
2: sense like the disturbances and vibrations kind of like the sandworms and
0: then like everything got super quiet and then we cut up and we see that some of the sardacar are there and then when it pans down we see that they just left all their glasses there and it's like where'd they go (laughs) I'm assuming they all have that little thing that created a tent and they just like put it on the ground and like hide under there. and then Imagine pop up. we
2: see them setting it up and they're just sitting there digging away like dogs. <laughs> like, Come out. <on." laughs>
0: <laughs> we see men outside debating whether he is uh, Mahdi. Um Then everything goes silent and people start floating down from the sky. It's the Sardau car. The Freeman senses it and surprised, attack them. Duncan Idaho hears them coming. So does Paul, Jessica, and Kynes. Duncan is ready to whoop some ass. Paul realizes this yes. was his dream. Duncan closes the door on them so he can yeah. fight them and have Paul escape. He fights until he's a scabbed and stabbed, not scabbed, yeah, they and then knocked
1: out. They got him in his uh, Achilles abdominals. Right, <laughs> yeah.
2: Still a cool scene just watching him, like, tear people up. Well, people? He killed, like, 20 fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> loved it.
0: Jessica says he's gone, though, and dead. Sure that, you know, can't kill Jason Momoa like that. <laughs> They're trying to get into the room, but Duncan arrives and tries to fight them off, but inevitably dies. Sure. <laughs> so essentially, we think he's dead, and then he gets back up, and then he fights some more, and then he yeah, dies. So and then I'm sure he won't come back a third time.
1: He has to die to be reborn.
0: Yeah. Um. Dr. Kynes gives them still suits and a ship. She is going to report the attack, and she admits that she is frimming. And the desert is her home. Kine sees a worm, like a sandworm, and kind of runs to it. Paul and Jessica make their escape. We see get setting up some thumpers to call a sandworm. Before the worm gets there, she is stabbed by the Sardaukar. She tells them she only serves Shahi Hulud. She starts... Pounding on the sand, and then the worms yeah. eat them. Hell yeah. Nice.
1: It's fucking awesome. I'm
0: gonna be eaten by a worm. If I got to go, that's the way I want to go. <laughs> I don't think so. A do giant you. sandworm.
1: That uh, would be pretty fast. I mean.
0: I know. You know. I guess that you hit that stomach acid. I saw just oh, yeah, like yeah.
1: one of those billions of teeth.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Some movie. It's like, please chew me first.
2: <laughs> where a guy was in this. Like, he, I don't know. It was a horror movie, and. Is like tentacle octopus monster spit the guy out and he was like half digested. He's like, oh dear God, no. It could be like nope. Oh, the giant ship just <laughs>
0: swallows them and they're just like in this tube, just screaming. Yes. Oh man, that was a good scene. <laughs> yep. So Paul and Lady Jessica are being chased. Paul flies into a sandstorm to lose them while potentially crashing. Lady Jessica does her fears the mind killer speech, and Paul is having a vision of the Freeman. The mystery of life isn't a problem to solve, but a reality to experience. A process that cannot be understood by stopping it. We must move with the flow of process. We must join it. We must flow with it. I think that's James saying all that, I believe. Um, Paul comes to, and they brace for a crash landing. It abruptly cuts the barren, soaking... In some black goo rules. <laughs> Before he is finished healing, Rabon comes in to tell him they lost them in the sandstorm, but he's certain but with certainty he thinks they are dead. Yeah. I, love, storm. I love this uh, black goo stuff that he bathes uh, in. It yeah, reminds healing. me of um Spectre, like the intro, you know, like after when you start getting the Bond song. And it cuts like these cool little animations and stuff for the Bond song. Oh, at the very uh, beginning. yeah, no, Inspector that. has all the gooey like tentacle stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah. He's got the, like the gross yellow goo coming yeah. out of, from his wounds, I guess. Yeah. And the gas. Like, maybe it's
2: like Weeps. poison or something.
0: Uh, yeah. So Baron is relieved, and he wants to start selling his spice reserves slowly, though, because he doesn't want people to know that he has a huge well, reserves he, of it. Yeah,
1: he doesn't want the price to the come price down. to go
0: down too. Yeah, Baron says, "Kill all the freemen you can." Back to Paul and Jessica, they're sleeping and waking up, and begin flying again because they're just like, I guess they just pass out. And they're the thing. they're
2: riding the they're, storm. Yeah,
0: they're riding the storm and gliding. So. Um, They were coasting before. They make it above the sandstorm and are able to glide above it. They lose all but one wing during the <laughs> glide and crash into the sand. They immediately have to run to the rocks to avoid sandworms.
1: The the, the part where the sandworm comes out is so fucking awesome. I know it's so
0: good. They put on their still suit. Jessica needs help. We see, meaning she's not the one like some of the people were thinking. We see uh, the sands rise up from a worm. The two are going out to find the Fremen. While walking, we see the vision Paul had earlier of Duncan the, with the Fremen. Fremen. It takes all my power to not say Freeman. But yet you have still said Freeman the whole time. Fremen. 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 Uh, but while walking, we see the vision of Paul had earlier of Duncan with the Fremen. Yes. Okay. E-mails Paul out. has <laughs> another vision where he is with uh, Chaney walking through caves. He hears multiple voices. He is told not to be frightened and a friend would help him. A man says he will show him the way out of the desert. That's Did, actually Jameis that says that. This is essentially just his visions leading him to where he's supposed to be.
2: And that was, was that the same guy who was like, I will teach you the ways of the desert? Um Or was that a little bit
0: later? I th- I guess I can't remember. Yeah, there's so many I should have wrote who was the one saying all this. Um, using Duncan's compass, he says the siege Duncan stayed at is up ahead. They're going at dark, and they will have to do the sand walk so the worm won't detect them. It's a really silly walk. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little dance thing. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like this is making more noise than just walking. Well, it's regularly. supposed to be
2: the natural vibrations of the desert. And I'm like, yeah.
0: I don't know what one. Like, one
2: It's the electric slide. <laughs> they only do they
0: only do it for like five seconds, and then they're no. Just if you w- watch them, like, like the
2: yeah. o- only time you kind of notice. Like, is when they're going up the hills. Like they're not doing it now, but even as they're coming over the crest, they're still slowly doing a little sandwalk. And I not think they detailed. only have
1: to do it in places. where he said this is worm country because, like other times, they're walking through the desert. <laughs> Welcome to do <laughs> yeah. it's
2: worm country. I also, like the way these worms like go around through vibrations. I was like, did Trimmers get inspiration? Yeah, from this? Trimmers is Hell, inspired yeah. by this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: If it, literally, if you look up movies inspired by Dune, it's all where them. it's known that it's inspired by Dune, it's like a hundred movies. It's wild.
1: Romeo and Michelle's high reunion. <laughs> inspired by
3: Dune. Napoleon
0: Dynamite. Tina. <laughs> Tina was a sandworm. <laughs> <laughs> so while taking a break, they see they are getting closer. While walking, they step on a drum sound sand trap. They meet imi- this immediately, essentially calls a worm. Is- they just barely make it to the rocks, and we get our first real gra- uh, glance at the sandworm. It's, this was breathtaking yeah. in IMAX, by the way. I was just right middle of the screen. It's me and two people in there. Uh, You're all holding hands. Well, no, they were like, it was just two <laughs> random people because I went like on a random Wednesday or whatever. And I was just like, wow, it doesn't look stupid. <laughs> nice. I don't. That's I told the sandworms, like,
1: hey, you better get
3: off my sand.
0: Hey, get off my sand. <laughs> Timothy Bay, get out of here. I'll this go is my you. desert. I'm going to get you. How did the worms look in the original, dude? I don't even. Uh, well, it's very, like, stop motion-y, I believe. Oh, I, okay. I can't remember, honestly. I should have rewatched it, but, I mean, I watched it too, whenever this movie came out and just didn't feel like doing it again. <laughs> uh, Paul, um, so there's some thumping. Um, <laughs> we start thumping. hearing like some thumping. Oh, um, uh, Paul and the worm bond. The part you <laughs> said where he like stands on the, <laughs> the
2: worm bond, um, where he stands on the, was it hard sand he said he stepped on? And why is it in that moment that like, oh, this isn't our walk. Is it going to work? Cause I missed something. So there. he
0: steps on the sand and it makes a loud. Thump. The, the hollow I, th- I think sound, it, like well, on oil I think that something. it's the Fremen put, like a drum underneath it, so when they hit it, it immediately calls worms to come. Oh, attack. so it's like a trap, kind of. Yeah, thing. It's a okay, trap. yeah. That's what I. I don't know if that's true. It's, uh, that's, that's, what, that's what I thought. I thought he addressed. said
2: like I missed what he said. I thought he said hard sand, and I was like, oh, is it just like compacted so much when he steps on it? It creates yeah. their little dance won't work. I mean, maybe, but it just definitely seemed like a seem like a drum under there
0: called that big boy but yeah so the worm just like pops out and is just staring at <laughs> Paul and Paul's staring at its mouth hole
2: I guess I don't know oh. it's little sensor thing starts beating because then it starts detecting the thumper
0: like I'm going away yeah Then they so fucking big they start hearing the thumber and the thing's like gotta go Paul <laughs> see you soon bud see you later see you later Paul <laughs> give me a good ride <laughs> hi Paul Bye, Paul. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> <laughs> While they catch their breath, Paul realizes they are not alone. Then we see that they're all surrounded by Stilgar and the Fremen. That Still, was another good scene where it's just all silent and then Paul picks up the little... It's like every time you turn, there's like a new person and it's like, where'd you come from? <clears throat> Stilgar realizes that it's Paul. Jameis and another Fremen want to kill them and use their water. He says they are weak and he can't be the Liz... Listen Agali ah, Gaib Stilgar speaks up for them Stilgar s- says Paul is young and can still learn the Fremen ways but Jessica is too old to learn so they start She's to like, ready to fight Come at me bro She's like uh, you don't understand I'm about the weirding way you guys up
2: <laughs> yes. and she didn't even have to use her voice she just straight up kicked his, butt. his fucking ass because, loved
0: it because the Ben Jesards can also fight so Hell yeah! They make quick work of them. Jessica puts a knife to Stilgar's throat, and Paul gets the high ground with some sort of like gun, pistol. It's kind of like me. the first gun we see. Essentially, yeah. Stilgar asks why she didn't say she was a weirding woman, and then he's <laughs> like, "She's a fighter, <laughs> peace woman." Um, yeah, and the weirding is just what the freemen call Ben Jesuit. the witch, the yeah. witch, weech. Jessica releases him. They offer them refuge. Behind Paul, we hear the voice of Channy saying she would have not let them hurt her friends. She reveals her face. She thinks he looks like a little boy. Just immediately, everybody's just like, this little boy? I mean, I don't blame him. (laughs) Stilgar asks for the pistol. He says he will have his own pistol when he earns it. Stilgar says to go. But Jameis is uh being the worst, says he won't have them. <laughs> he says the strong should lead, and Lady Jessica defeated Stilgar. Um, and then he's like, So I want to fight her. And Stilgar's like, no. Dang it. <laughs> it's like, he's like, well, then who will champion her? And then it's Paul. I'll do it. And he accepts. <laughs> he sees a vision of him dying. We hear a voice that says, Paul Atreides must die for the quizat. To Haderach to rise in the vision. Jameis takes his hand after stabbing him. See, and this is where we're like, okay, well, obviously Paul's not going to die here. This is where we start to realize all the visions are only like half true. Well, like, is or it, they have like a different yeah, twist to it? Yeah, you have to. That was the guy to he decipher was, the message.
2: Um, because of the guy he fights is the guy he saw. Who was like, I'll, I'll show you in the ways of uh, the sand and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he did
0: through the fight. Yeah, but it wasn't. That's what well, it's like because all his visions are
2: like kind of half-truth. like it's
0: like your dream. Like you can see a face and like because and you're like the person you see in your dream is doing something you've never seen them do. But you just have that vision of them. I don't know. Yes. But he did show the way to he showed that like to be a fremen, you're going to have to kill and you're going to like have to learn their ways. I oh, love um,
2: in the middle of the fight, which you'll probably bring it up, but. She, and he's like, why is he playing with him? He's like, never killed a man before. Yeah.
0: And the guard's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible one. <laughs> so Chaney says she doesn't believe that he's the Lizzie Agaib, but she wants him to die with honors. She gives him a Chris knife, which is like, oh, that's not the mom's. That's hers. <laughs> She's the one who gives him the knife, which is essentially we're supposed to realize, like, oh, everything's going to play out a little different here. It was her great aunt's. Jameis calls him out, says she says he won't let him suffer because she thinks that Paul's just going to lose. Paul wants to tell her about his visions, but he decides not to. Paul and Jameis readies to fight. Jameis says he should accept his blade because the world will kill him, and it's going to be way worse than what he does. <laughs> yeah. Paul gets the upper hand and asks his like, immediately. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, do you wield? And <laughs> yield? Like, yield. I said <laughs> <laughs> There is no yielding, though, Paul. Uh, we learned from Stilgar. Paul keeps not killing him, but something snaps, and he kills Jameis, and Paul, Atreides, all in one stab. And then grabs James's hands like James did in his own vision. The freemen wrap his body quickly, wrap his body, and they all start touching Paul. Channing gets up and believes now. Paul, um, like believes that he's the least on Uh Paul is mournful. Stilgar tells him he is one of us now. Jessica says they need to get off the planet, but Paul says no. He says his road leads into the desert. He can see it. If you will have us, we will come.
1: See you. Hell yeah! If you build it, we will yes. come. Hmm.
0: Um, but pretty awesome that this giant 165 million dollar budget movie, sci fi movie, ends with a small fight, and it was a good fight. Well, it I mean, was, it's, 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 always, it's
2: It's not. It's so
0: very
1: cool. personal. Dr- I, it's like a very uh,
0: pinnacle like fight. You know, yeah, it, it's it, like it, it works because if I mean it it's, had to happen. It's important for the character. And if you do things for characters and it makes sense. It works, and yeah. we don't need a giant battle. <laughs> yeah. Plus, we already had our big fight, right? Several of them. Like, yeah.
1: It was really so much ass them. whooping. I can't wait to see Until doing
0: way, part two, it. where there's a whole lot more fighting. I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, we get shots of them walking into the desert. Paul and Jessica look out and see someone riding a sandworm. Desert power.
3: Yes. <laughs>
0: Chaney turns and tells him this is only the beginning. Paul smiles. Jessica looks on worried. The end. Yeah, I can't dun, wait dun, for dun. Doom part two. Yeah. I mean, so great, right, guys? Yes. Fuck
1: yeah it is. <laughs> yes. I always it's never so know what to say right now. After. <laughs> I love that movie.
0: Okay. Just, <laughs> I wanted to I, I was so pumped the whole time of this movie. You know what is great? Didn't end. The movie. So I looked up and I was doing notes and I was like, just like typing away and I was like, this is gonna take five hours to do the notes. It did. But <laughs> in the terms, but it also didn't help that I'd start watching it, and the next thing I know, I would just watched ten minutes, and I'm like, it felt like a minute. This movie moves so quick. I remember watching it in IMAX and just being like, was it, this is a over two and a half hour long movie? It, does it felt move like fast, I was there like an right? hour. There's but, movies like that that are long but don't feel long. It
2: just so good to watch. Like I feel like uh John Wick Four. I think it was the fourth one. Yeah, John Wick Four.
0: Um, Up until. I think there was only like one fight where I was like, maybe we didn't have to do this. (laughs) I feel (laughs) like it could have been a little shorter, but I thought it went by pretty fast, too. I think because like
2: that does a good job. Dune does a great job. But like, you know, the Batman movie, great movie.
0: But it does feel like it kind of goes on a little long. Well, it's because if they cut the 15 minutes at the end, that is all setting up like five TV shows and two different (laughs) movies.
1: And yeah, I think the, the real what they really did beautifully here is like they interpreted the book in a way because in, in the book you got a million different people you got mm-hmm. you're constantly introducing uh, a new person but they kind of do it and they do that too but they kind of do it in a way that doesn't kill your brain
0: i guess Yeah, <laughs> i have a hard time yeah i mean it's really the first like 40 minutes like you don't realize it but you're getting Info dump, a lot like, of it but It's so good because like this
2: world just because visually it's so good and you're getting all the extra information. It's just a treat for not only the eyes but the brain because of all the stuff you get.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty great. Fuck yeah, man. Um, and in terms of like adaptation, from what I remember, like it's really good adaptation. Um, the only thing that is different is Duncan Idaho is not a, um. Crap, what's his name? What's the actor's name? Jason Momoa? Not a Jason Momoa bro type guy. Oh well, I really? Mean, it's just Momoa yeah, style. he was he was he was a little more he was friendly to Paul, but he was not as like My boy. Well, bro, I just got done smoking a More Jay. Like a, he's more like an
1: older brother in he, this. Probably
0: yeah. more serious. Like he's probably like a little bit Momoa but more Brolin's like seriousness, I would say. That's like I mean, we're just like pretty close to just having like him Land in his dragonfly ship opening up the door, a bunch of weed smoke coming out of it. <laughs> that but would be so Paul, cool. Have you ever noticed these things uh, look like dragonflies? <laughs> <laughs> like, who would have thought of that? Oh, that's
2: crazy. Could you imagine being an IMAX? I don't know how people would react to it, but if you took just like a mushroom and then went and watched this movie in IMAX,
0: I wouldn't know. Never done it.
2: Neither have I, but it would be like, I feel like it would just
0: It'd be amazing.
2: It, it would just be. If you manage not to freak out, it's like,
0: it's like right when the worm comes out, you're just be like, oh, this was a bad idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> that worm, worm will be in my nightmares. Have now. you seen the promotional cup for Dune Part 2? Yeah, the promotional. You've seen the promotional no? cup. Oh, God. Where's my phone? Hold on.
1: Like a cup for drinking? Yeah. No,
0: it, it's uh, it's the popcorn bucket. Is that oh, what you're no. about? Is it a bucket? Yeah, it's a popcorn bucket. You should see it because it hold has on, the ha- face it. of the d- Dune worm on it. Yeah.
1: Right? Let me take a look here. Oh, God. Yeah.
0: Do you want to stick your penis in it? I do. Because <laughs> that was immediately all the memes were like. <laughs> yes. It's like it's a, it, a bunch it's of a guys flex. just being like, going to see, it's like, a flesh uh, there was one where it's like, it showed like all the girls that are in uh, Madam Web, and then it was just like, um, one Dune popcorn bucket for me to watch Madam Webb <laughs>
2: That does suck. Puts, though, like, it's like
0: I don't want popcorn in it. I just want butter.
2: Oh, is that Dune Part 2 is not really gonna succeed when it's gonna have to compete with Madam Webb.
0: That's uh, sure. I mean it, it has no chance. Madam Web Madam Webb's gonna double every Madam single Webb weekend. Is the movie.
2: Have you seen anything on no, this? Oh, I don't know what you're talking I'm, about. I don't know if it's gonna be. Whenever it comes out on streaming, that's definitely a night of going to just, let's watch this movie just to
0: (laughs) entertain. Yeah, that'll be a we don't recommend episode. (laughs) I haven't seen it. I mean, I might find it fun. I don't know.
2: Uh, I saw one scene from it, and I was like, uh, so so people make jokes. It's like one person was like, which of these scenes didn't actually happen in Madame Web? And I was reading them out, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I saw
0: that too." And I was like, "I don't know which scene." Exactly.
2: And I saw <laughs> these one. These are scene. all bad. Um. Oh my god! I just I, I saw it and I quit watching the video because it was uh just so bad. I was like, "This is gonna be like." You saw? Uh, did you watch the second Venom movie? Mm-hmm. It's even like it's. Everyone says I didn't think you could get worse than Morbius, <laughs> and apparently they did. And I'm like. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm not going to pay to watch it, but I can't wait to watch it at home.
0: (laughs) I know. It's like, hurry up, come to Netflix.
2: I feel feel bad for uh,
0: Sydney, Sydney Sweeney and Dakota Johnson.
2: Yeah, well, apparently some of the stuff like what she was told the movie was going to be when she was brought on for it is not how that movie is because she thought she was going to be like a new.
0: She thought she was going to be a superhero. Yeah, like a spider, like a new spider girl, woman, whatever she is. Spoilers, but they're probably going to trick you with that.
2: Yeah, she was like, seems like she's kind of upset. You see, Dakota Johnson said she's like, I'm not going to watch anything about, like, Madam Webb. She said she wasn't going to watch it as, like, a therapy for herself.
0: Yeah. I don't (laughs) like. it. I also think she's playing into it, because all her questions at the start of the promotion for it was like, so what about this scene? Uh, People have been kind of been, like, thinking it's funny, and she's like, what? I don't... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not on Twitter all the time I don't know and then I think like she's kind of figuring it out because now her her interviews are getting a little bit more and more silly I'm like she's totally playing into this to get these I mean it's good
2: get, like just play with it out. go with it instead
0: of being like I didn't know it
2: was going to be like this Yeah. so you can kind of get away from that backburn because let's be honest uh, Dakota Johnson like really that great of an actress Uh,
0: yeah she is she just got her career ruined by the Fifty Shades of Grey movies no, I never saw but that. I she's,
2: feel like she's the same and I saw her in something else after that. And it's like and I saw the first Fifty Shades Gray movie and I was like Then I saw her in something else. Like you're kind of the same person. It's just her tone. I guess it's just how she plays, but Yeah.
0: Alright, we have to get we have to finish out this doing stuff first. So <laughs> we're gonna do our first category, the good, the bad, the ugly, the fine. It's where we talk about the good of the movie, which is something that we like, the bad, something we didn't like, the ugly, something that didn't age well, the fine, something that aged well. Um, my good is just the casting and good at adaptation of a book,
1: of a book that I have never read but I want mm-hmm. to. You know? Yeah, <laughs> or at least listen. And to And it's it. a complicated
0: <laughs> book to do. I mean, you, you definitely couldn't do it in like the whole book and one movie. Well, well um, David Lynch knows that.
2: Someone told me it's like, this is supposed to be one of the movies that is impossible to make. And I'm after I saw this, I was like, well, this
0: guy knows how to do it. Yeah, they always come out as like the most impossible book to do, and it's like. No, we could figure it out if we really gave <laughs> um, us the time. Didn't you say you had like a complaint about a scene later? Yeah, or is that like your or are you? Gonna Maybe that's that? your bad. Yeah. Uh, do y'all got any more good?
2: You uh, talk about? I just say the set, like when like the costumes, great costume design, and using a real place. We like the amazing cameras we have now. Again, is just take advantage of it.
0: You want to make a movie about a desert? Go to the goddamn desert, boy. <laughs> Right, just do it. Just go spend the money. You got all this money, studios. Even the actors could probably foot the bill at this point, the amount of actors they have in there. Yeah, they could have, like, three of them could have funded the whole thing by themselves. (laughs) All right, so for the bad, I said needs more sand walking. Cause it's yeah, hilarious. They only do it all
1: times. I see what you're saying. Cause I thought that too. Like, it is
0: a little goofy, but I go with. No, I, I thought it was. I think it's awesome. I like, I That's like why I wanted more.
1: Right? Because sometimes they're just walking through the sand. You're like, why aren't they getting attacked by worms constantly? Yeah. They're not doing the sandwalk.
0: But it's just it's such a funny, silly little walk. I wanted to see more. <laughs> um, and then my second one is the first act is better than the second act. I think. I think the first act is a because lot of all. Like, I, I
2: could. I could kind of see where you say that. I feel. like... Yeah, I could. I can kind of see that because it's so much more. Building, like you said, info dumping on you, and it's such a visual treat. We all know how much Jesse loves being dumped on. (laughs) Yeah,
0: love being dumped on. Uh, But, well, it's also just um, the very beginning, you know, you're getting a lot of storytelling, you're learning, you're getting a lot of great performances out of the actors. And then once they're attacked and it's the end of it, it's just like, we have to run here. Now we have to run here. Now we have to run here. And it's just, it becomes very, uh, Second half sci-fi. Well, I think it's like action. the second half. It's is done like, really well. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't hate the second half. I just think the first act is better than the second.
2: I, I think I could see it like the way that is like, well, we could save this for part two. But if we do it now, we get to cut out a lot of that build yeah. up that we just did.
0: But if I was being real about this, I would say the bad nothing. But I'm going yeah. to come up with do you, something.
1: Do you think that's um, the, the second half is more of like, you know, like the hero's journey? 'Cause you have to mm-hmm. His this, awakening like, type thing. His awakening and he's he has to go through this like a lot of the times they'll use things like forests or I guess the, in this case a desert. And this is like this transitional
0: It's gonna be the worms
1: period that they go through.
0: The worms is gonna be him. You'll see. You'll <laughs> see. It all deals with the worms. It's gonna be a worm heavy second worm second movie. Just like that popcorn. We're packet. all gonna have worms at the end. Oh, good. oh no. Oh <laughs> uh, for the ugly I have nothing, because... Unt- no, un- I think until nothing... an actor comes out as being uh, terrible, don't uh, right. See I think... how this is going to be that bad. I would say
2: the ugly is knowing what I know now about um, skateboard's character. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like when my girlfriend uh, oh, looked yeah. up. Oh,
0: yeah, that's actually the good cutting all that out. Yeah, I don't didn't need it. Knowing <laughs> it
2: when she told me that, I was like, I really wish you hadn't have told
0: me that. You, <laughs> you look at the guy; you already know he's bad. You don't need to add yeah, that I don't, extra. I don't, <laughs> we already want him to die. He killed all Isaac. <laughs> yes, he did. You got anything, Jason?
1: For, for bad, for the ugly, for ugly. No, but I, th- I think a lot of movies now are doing a lot better of a lot better job of not putting in things that can like really fuck shit up. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in the future, I, I just feel like they're they're
0: getting better at. It. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Knowing like, hey, this was too much. Let's cut this out. for yeah. Less <laughs> is more. Yeah. So the fine, which is something that aged well, I'll put Timothy Chalamet because that guy's stock just keeps going up. Zendaya, mm-hmm. she's everywhere all the time. Um and the Dune story in general. Mm-hmm. Just it inspired everything.
1: Ready to get in, d- to dive deep into the Dune. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Dive deep in my Dune. <laughs> get, get in <laughs> get, um, get in my sand crevices. One. So we're going to go to our next <laughs> our next category, which is double feature. It's a movie that pairs well with Dune. Dune part two. Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait to see it. I picked the movie Oblivion starring Tom Cruise. I don't think I've seen that one. I haven't seen that one. Um, It's just like kind of a lot of. Oh, is that the one where he's on? um... He's in that like testicle or that sperm uh, ship. Yeah.
1: And he finds out he's got like multiple copies of himself doing the same shit. Yeah. Well. It's Spoilers. A- <laughs> oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs>
0: no, but just visually, it's super interesting. Even some of the ships kind of look similar, cool. and it's definitely inspired a little bit by Dune. Hell yeah. But it's like something maybe not everybody's seen. I just remember loving it when I saw it. That was, it was shot.
1: cool. It was a, a very unique movie. You uh, haven't seen it? movie?
0: I think I have two copies. <laughs> All right, y'all got a double feature.
1: Tremors. I don't Tremors. Know. If hell you want yeah. some more worm action, if you want worm and desert.
2: Uh, I thought about this. It's like, what's a good movie that has like I think has really good visuals for like the space and stuff. And I thought
0: even the story wasn't that great. Was Elysium? Oh, I thought you're gonna be like a little well-known movie called Star Wars. Oh no, yeah. <laughs> Elysium. I really no, like. I their, I, lo- I loved Elysium. I don't think effect, it was, I don't it's like Elysium. it's good. Whenever cool. I saw that, because I went to. Theater to see Elysium, didn't know anything about it other than that it was like uh Neil Blomkamp, Blomkamp directed it. And I came out, I was like, wow, five stars, loved it. Got home, looked up the reviews, and was like, Oh, wait, was I <laughs> wrong or are they wrong? Yeah, I
2: saw, I saw a meme about that. It's like when you watch a movie and you go online, it's like twenty percent and they universally hate it after you liked it. And I was like, to me that movie, and it's been a long time since I've seen it, but visually great movie. Story, in my opinion, is weak, but it's still just a great movie to watch. Like it's
1: did you ever played Disco Elysium?
0: Uh-huh. No. This is pretty fun. Yeah, I mean Elysium's kind of like Dune. Yeah, that's why. White Savior trying to go to this a uh, ring and to save everybody from the planet to so is they can Wynonna go there and have and Jod- all the of, benefits,
1: huh? It's why Judd in it.
0: No, Jodie Foster is in it. Uh. Doing her Jodie Foster. Thing. Oh my God,
2: that was Jodie Foster. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, that's our episode on Dune. Thank you for joining us. I know it's probably a long episode. I have no idea how long this has Woo. been. Probably three hours at this point. Um, But make sure to join us next week because we are covering Red Dawn. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. The original. original. Let's go. Get some. Oh, that was the right one, right? Get some tiger blood (laughs) in (laughs) us. Yeah. Is Charlie Sheen in that? Charlie Sheen's in it. Patrick Swayze. I only uh, saw the remake. Emma, whatever her name is from uh, Dirty Dancing, the girl that he's like dancing with. She's She's in it as well.
1: baby and she's 16 or whatever and he's like 20s. I don't know. I don't know.
0: It's yeah. Where's Uh, the bad? Nothing ever (laughs) nothing ever ages well. That's why that's why I said do not yet. (laughs) Something's gonna happen soon. Um but if you want to leave us an email, send us for
1: electronic mail. Send yes, send
0: (laughs) us an electronic uh message um to we recommend mailbag or we recommend yeah, just check our notes. <laughs> okay? It's in the description. Um, if you want to follow us on uh, social media or listen on another platform, go to Linktree uh, forward slash We Recommend Podcast. Um, also, go check out Joey Prosser. He's the guy that made our music. You can follow him on X at Mr. Joey Prosser. I would like to thank. Our main man, Dakota, for joining yes. us again. Thank you He's for Essentially having me. becoming the third host on the podcast. yeah, dude, It's great. <laughs> he shows up every once in a while, as long as we can record on a Saturday. Yeah. Um, but this has been the We Recommend podcast. Join us next week for Red Dawn. And I have been Jesse. I've been Jason. I'm Dakota. Dreams are messages. See you next week. Bye.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Put on your old spice.